Yo, what is up, guys? This is Damage for Second Podcast, episode 131. And uh, as you can see, the new layout, uh, OBS didn't didn't want to recognize any of my um any of my settings or any of my assets. So yeah, we're on StreamYards now. But um, it's been a long time. Uh, definitely looking forward to the conversation today that we're going to have with the homies. As you can see, we got the illustrious panel. Every member of BRAP is here, with the exception of the man that actually runs the show. And he'll probably want to jump in here at some point, too, because he's going to probably have something to say if he's in the chat. But um, first, I want to welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the man of many slaps. We're the at man max capacity, Forte. We can't have any, any extra people. I got you. I'll, I'll be BRAP for the week. Okay, you're back for the week. Oh, yeah, you. that's right. Stream yards is max capacity, right? So, with that being said, the man, the myth, the legend, the man, the mini slaps, the man that did make a video today, and um, I'm so proud of him. His name is Slow Backslap. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, uh, I I haven't been um, burned at the stake for my video yet, yet. Uh, but uh, I, I have some things. They come. They, they come. They're having dinner right now, but they come. <laughs> they, yeah, they're going man. to get the steaks. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'll be like John Snow in front of the onslaught. It's all good. Um, I I have some things to get off my chest, and I'm probably going to say those things again, you know, in in greater detail and maybe in in, in greater volume tonight. But I, of course, don't want to step on the toes of our uh great guests that we got here tonight. I, and I just like I I respect these gentlemen so so much when they were like, hey. I want to come through now. Die wanted to come through. Jelly wanted to come through before the the firestorm that happened earlier today. But Eric and B was like, "Yo, you got you got some room on the panel. I got some words with all my chest." And I'm like, "Look, they got an open door policy in here. Yeah. You don't even y'all really don't even swings. have to ask. Just show right. up. Just be like, hey, man, I brought some beer. I'm gonna uh, say some things. It, it, the floor is yours. So I appreciate right. you guys for joining us once again. And uh, yeah, man." Cool. Well, starting with the first man, the the man that has uh, a lot to know. He knows a lot of stuff about what's going on with game development. His name is Asian Delhi. We go by Delhi. Um, you know, former Ubisoft developer. Please tell everybody what's been going on with you, sir. Well, one, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate that. I'm surrounded by greater men than me here. Forte, Mo, Oosh. B Money, of course, and obviously Eric. Uh, so it's it's always nice to be able to be surrounded by such smart and brilliant people. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Redfall. Woo! Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no reason that. I should be having that much fun with the game. But man, I am I am making my own fun. So it's <laughs> it's been it's been good. It's been all right, you know. So my God. All right, moving on to the next person, the man that um, plays sports games for a living. Puts people in graves, still got people running from him and not playing him in a game that's been over three years now. The homie, Ducky. the man with the great beard and an amazing sense of humor, B Money. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Uh, you I, tell I'm, me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, it's a great panel of, of gentlemen that we have here tonight and uh, a lot of great things to talk about, you know. So I, I figured, uh, you know, I hit you guys up earlier and, and see if I could jump on. So, I appreciate you. Let me let me hop in here and get some things off my chest. No, we appreciate you, man. And uh, is the Warriors going to win tonight, or are they going to go down 0-2? Man, Looney just he, he acting like he's sick now. They 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 just started uh they starting uh uh Javon uh the other green, not Draymond, but the other green that they have on their team, Javon Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're starting him in, in front of Looney. 
Uh, it's going to be a tall task dealing with AD. So I, I don't think they're winning tonight, man. It, if they do, it's going to be, you know, like a one or two point win on, on a buzzer beater, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Well, looking forward to that. And last but not least, the man that always has a fresh cut, the man that's down there in um, the stiletto that we call Florida that needs to, like, break away from the country. But he needs to move away from it before it happens because, you know, we, we love him and we appreciate him. Um, and he's an amazing person. And he knows everything along with B-Money. Eric Jackson, what's going on, bro? The voice of reason, how you doing? What is going on? Yo, that's funny you said it, man. I actually got a fresh cut today. I listen, like, man. The, the, your, <laughs> when I when I see your icon, I'm always like, man, that man look like he always got a fresh cut. Always clean. Baby, clean. clean. I gotta do like D Wade. You're right, man. I gotta be like D Wade and get the hell up out of here. Wade County, man. Yeah, you. I'm trying to tell you, man. You got to get away from there, man, before that place Yo, breaks away and falls into the Atlantic. Crazy, man. We got people. We got the first governor that might make Disney dip. Then that's. <laughs> 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 like they've been there them. for decades. I mean, like for longer than we've been alive, Disney has been the, in Florida. And they just the like, state you know what? Is, right. It's time to go. The state is Disney. It, yeah, it, right. It's like they bring the most money to the state. And he's like, right. nah, I'm coming for you. You know, it's weird. It's, it's just weirdness, man. But no, I'm happy to be here, man. And glad you guys had a spot for me. Because, you know, this week in particular, I was like, yo, there's a lot to talk about. I was happy I could make it. So yeah, I hit slow mo. I was like, "Yo, if you got a spot, I got, we we got a lot to talk about. Let's do it." Yeah, man, definitely. Um, well, getting into it because it's a big panel, so it's going to be a lot of big impressions and ideas and a lot of conversation around it. Let's talk about the first topic. Um, you know, Bioware quietly um, telling people or putting people and resenting writers and stuff. And Dave Gator had came out with a well, he came out and claimed. You got you got to talk about who Dave Gator is. Yes, well, go slow mo, please. He, you know, 2016. You know, you know, Bioware extraordinaire. Tell everybody who David Gator is. David Gator is the lead writer for the Dragon Age series. He also co-wrote on a lot of other um, older Bioware bangers like um, Jade Empire, Baldur's <laughs> Gate, the original Baldur's Gate. Like he's a freaking legend when it comes to writing in video games, and he was the lead writer for Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age uh, Awakenings, Dragon Age 2, and did the pretty much the outline of Dragon Age Inquisition before he was tapped to go over to help on Anthem. So we can kind of, you know, assume what happened from there. Well, let's not assume. Let me tell you what happened. Because uh, he's been talking this kind of talk ever since. Uh, I mean, the first time I heard about this is when Jason Schreier did his uh, expose on, on Bioware around the time that Anthem um, was uh, was was a dumpster fire out there, and back in like 2016, when David Gator left Bioware, he left because he felt disrespected. He felt like the developers, the leadership was were siding more towards the the other developers that did not care for the narrative stuff. Even though that was their bread and butter, even though that was what made Bioware Bioware, and that everyone loved their games. They didn't care for the narrative kind of driving the development, so to speak. So he wrote um, a a plot point and framework and everything for Anthem. A lot of the devs said it was too much like Dragon Age. It was Dragon Age in space, which I'm just like, what? I mean, compared to what Anthem's story turned out to be, 
you should have wished it was Dragon Age in space. <laughs> but uh, he felt disrespected and then he left. And I think that if you look at like the very different Bioware today compared to then, and you look at what Anthem turned out to be, it's very light on story. And, and the story's abysmal. If you look at Andromeda, the characters, the uh, the, the the really just basic villain, your 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 Saturday morning cartoon kind of villain. Forte, do you mind? Like you know, people can see you, right? I know. I did that because Aradovis said what he said. We didn't even have to mention. <laughs> oh, it. good. No, no, that's great. Yeah, you ain't even have to. You ain't even for, have to bring for, it up for those that are going to see this or uh, hear this on the audio. Yeah, um, well, you, you have to bring it so up. So glad Forte is on camera right now, so we can see if he's eating, because he clearly right. be eating half the time during the podcast <laughs> yes, and act like he isn't. He's a liar, liar. He's three times a liar. Water, but um, to, to 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 get back to the point, um, I thought it was kind of interesting to kind of bring this up because David Gator is a great writer and he's one of the reasons why Bioware it was considered to be so legendary in their time and to see where they are now and to see how he feels like there is this this movement in the video game industry where they care less about narrative, less about story and more about other aspects to kind of make things easier, I guess, in game development where you're not uh, so focused on that. So I just kind of want to know what the panel thought about all of that and thought about just Bioware in general where they're at. Anybody. Floor's <laughs> open. I, I, where, where Bioware is? Yeah. Uh, I feel like, it's not, I don't know, sometimes I feel like they're stuck in like perpetual motion. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, for the most part, like the core of the studio that we came up with, the one, the Bioware that we knew is no longer there. Yeah. Right? But they're trying to hold on to like this like this, um, I don't know, like the mythos, like the 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 legend of the studio, and it's almost sort of like I, I get that there's a DNA there, there's a there's a history there, but you know you kind of they kind of have to establish as who the new Bioware is while making that name synonymous with what it is now. And I guess that remains to be seen, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, I mean, but like, do you want weird. the new Bioware? Because the new Bioware seems to be like we saw. Uh, a snippet of gameplay from mm-hmm. their their test that they did where the combat has looked like it's going more towards God of War where it seems like they're really kind of like thrown, doing away with all of the for Dragon Age 4, Dragon Age Red Wolf to be example, all of the what people expect from Dragon Age. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that's there's gonna be too much of that in Dragon Age and um Dreadwolf. I, I guess if you don't care about Dragon Age, you've never played them before, you didn't care for them previously, you might be interested for those, but those for for those long-term old bioware Dragon Age fans, yeah. Like, is that what you really want to see? And I I I, I guess it's, it's something that like it's a gamble that we right. don't quite know whether it's going to turn out well or not because if you you're you you are who you are based upon what you've done before but if you're no longer making games like that and you're going to go in a different direction you better hope that like the end result the execution of your end result is as good in level of quality mm-hmm. as your previous games right yeah yeah so or you have the talent, it's sort of like that no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, i was gonna say or you have the talents back it up right 
Right. You can't right. say, hey, we're switching directions. Like, hey, DPS, we're going to switch directions. And then, you know, Bo and Forte aren't running the show anymore. It's like, you know, you, if you don't have the core integrity of what built the company or what makes the game so special, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, the Bioware magic. That stuff is a lie, yo. That's talent. Yeah. There's no magic there. That's talent. Mm-hmm. True. You know? mm-hmm. And if those people aren't there to kind of push that direction, push the studio culture, um, push like the cornerstones of the studio or cornerstones of a, of a video games project, uh, it doesn't matter what direction you want to go. It's going to end up, you're going to end up, you know, driving into a wall. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're, yeah, if you're going to take that new direction, then you damn sure better bring it home. And you kind of mm-hmm. need, kind of need that thing where it's sort of like, I didn't even know this is what I wanted from Dragon Age. Like, I'm okay with this change because it kind of makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And because everything else still feels like, you know, in a way, old Bioware, like the storytelling is good, but the gameplay is different, but the story is really good and the, the systems are really good and, and all that. And, you know, the mechanics all come off. If you don't hit those marks, trying to go a different direction, you know, that could bury them pretty quick. Yeah, and I think Agreed. that's why, to me, they they shouldn't revisit old IP because mm-hmm. you know without the without the the people there you know that kind of brought that magic to those those franchises you know being Dragon Age and Mass Effect I, I think you should just pivot in a different direction you know what I mean it's just like when you go to like your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar you know what I mean you go there for the people you know what I mean you you go there because you enjoy the atmosphere you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then once that changes it's like ah well. You know, I, I really used to like, you know, this this place, but, you know, they have new management or, you know, the bartender mm-hmm. is different. You know what I mean? They they don't treat me the same way, uh, you know, that they did before. So you, you start going somewhere else. And I, and I think that, you know, for Bioware, you know, f- from the gameplay that we saw when they were, you know, trying to, it looks like they're going in the direction of God of War and, and not really having, you know, the tactical, tactical gameplay like they had in the original uh dragon age and even in ford you know they had that to or uh inquisition they had that to a certain extent um if you're going to drastically change the gameplay then i think you just move to a different ip and and you know if you want to change the philosophy of what bioware is then then demonstrate that in a new ip and don't revisit old ip where people kind of expect a certain style of gameplay or or certain style of storytelling you know i mean you know from those ip Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I I know uh, the, the the chat's like, hey yo, let's 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 get to the uh, the good stuff. So we're gonna we, we move on past past Bioware. Like honestly, like it's 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 a David Gator. I think he's a bit bitter because he he kind of built the company, and I mean, like he literally is saying the same thing he said to to Jason Schreier like five years ago. Yeah, like, this years man, ago. this man is still on it. Like man, f them, they they screwed me. Like like it's just he 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 ain't about Bioware. Like he's he's there's this but there's really nothing new going on there. This is nothing that's like super, super imperative. Force, what's next on the on the docket, bro? Uh let's talk about that PlayStation 5 Pro rumor, man. You know, just came out over the last what since yesterday. Uh we had a That's been out for a while now from like Tom Henderson. No, no, there's another one where they actually someone actually came out and confirmed and said that, you know, they actually it's like they're doubling down on it. It's on a couple of different websites if you on the, yeah, that's know. that's from that's from Tom Henderson. He says that yeah. the dev kits are out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, There's the another one. They're, they're the being, source is inside yeah, the gaming. Is yeah. Yeah. yeah, the source is inside gaming. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's Tom Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yo, duh, duh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's all so, good. So uh, <laughs> it looks like so 
it looks like um, development has definitely started on it. They're basically saying that this is something that's going to hit in either the end of 2024 or it's going to be between January 2025 and March of 2025. Uh, do we think it's too soon for this? Or do we think that this is right on schedule for what they want to do when it comes to mid-gen refreshes and stuff with the PlayStation? Uh, did, was Gotham Knights at 60 frames per second? <laughs> you tell me you played that trash not me <laughs> i played it on pc yeah where i played it at, played. at native 4k anywhere between 80 to 100 frames per second after it was fixed of course it took like three three four months but uh on consoles did they ever get a performance patch no they nope, didn't they did not so i can, maybe, I can attest to that so maybe look look I'm, I'm gonna say it like this right it's a choice Mm-hmm. You don't have to upgrade. You right. can get a, look. I never got a PS4 Pro. Never got one. I always Same. stayed with the base yeah. PS4. I was good. Oh, you stay with the helicopter, man. It's a jet hey, engine. No, hey, hey, the, Put some respect on that Pro name. Hel- Helicopter is doing it lightly, bro. Man, that day was a that was the F16 jump taking off. So, I, well, all I'm saying is, you don't have to upgrade. But if, if you really out here wanting that, uh. That, that 60 frames per second, make sure you get that 60, you might want to check out what this PS, PS5 Pro is actually rocking with. <laughs> Again, it's optional. <laughs> it's an option. You know? But at least with that, you, so you, 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 you might actually get a little bit better ray tracing, you know? A little bit better. But definitely 60 frames per second for all the games that's coming out, hopefully. You, 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 would, you would think, right? No oh, shoot, you know that you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna prioritize 4K ultra ultra settings and, and still get 30 frames per second. Nah, man, we're bumping oh, up to man. that 8K, bro. We're gonna have 8K, uh, 30 frames a second. We're gonna push on to the next horizon. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you asking for too much? We got TV. At least I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe you're asking for too much. But you know, some people we got like, TVs and monitors much. and stuff for We gotta. We gotta keep it moving. You know. I I'm with you, bro. What 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 the rest of you guys think? What about the? What do you think about PlayStation Five Pro? A lot of people are basically just saying that it's probably too early for it. I mean, if you look at PlayStation Four, it came out in 2017, which was what three, four years, four, four years, years. Mm-hmm. four years after the mm-hmm. original PS4. And uh, if we're talking about 2024, that is roughly four years, especially if you go 2025, then you're really talking like four and a half years at that point. Do you guys think it's too early or do you think people are just overreacting to the fact that they probably just haven't been able to get any because of the stock just finally picking up over the course of the last six months? I mean, just going off history, then, you know, just kind of aligns with what we saw with, with last generation. But uh, in regards to if it's if it's too early, I think it is. You know, what I mean, like we're just now starting to get games where they're, uh, you know, exclusively on the platform. You know, whether whether they're not cross-platform, and you know, we we haven't seen a lot of games really, you know, flex their muscles on this hardware, um, just because they had to be cross, you know, cross-platform. Um, so, in my opinion, I, I think we need at least a year or two where we really see these, you know, games kind of fleshed out on the platform. See what these consoles can actually do and then we can kind of move on to to the to the pro models but you know if if it comes out you know i'm I'm sure people will hop on it but until they actually prove that it's going to be a big enough jump i I don't see the need for it yeah and and that's what comes with the take 
I think it's going to be a hot take. I don't think it's a PS5 Pro. I think that's an early development kit for the PS6. I'm going to be real with you guys. No. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. And the only reason I say that is because AMD's new APU Strix is coming out soon Mm -hmm. in like 2025. And I, to me, the way that that they're bumping up the the three the RDNA three and a half RDNA four, they're going for that huge jump here soon, um, and they're bumping the CUs up to forty on an APU. That's a that's a forty sixty forty seventy class APU. That's that's not a joke of a machine right there, you know, on a CPU. Uh, I I just I don't know. I just don't think that that's. I don't think that that's something to slouch at and i think that the ps4 or the ps5 pro one i think it's too early two i i think it's entirely unnecessary as a person who's worked on the hardware i think it's completely unnecessary Mm. um i think Mm -hmm. that they delivered on everything that we need and the ps5 pro would just i feel like the ps5 pro would do the same thing the ps4 pro did um which is like kind of just give it a a, a tiny help, boost help vr yeah and help vr but i i don't i genuinely don't think that it's going to be such a a, a night and day difference because if they if they drop a ps5 pro that is so astronomically better than the ps5 they might have have well cannibalized the ps5 and just slapped a six on it um mm. they cannot mm-hmm. they cannot make it more than like 20 percent more more efficient and more power hungry because if they make it over 30 35 or 40 the jump from like a 4060 to a, like a to a 4080 is around is around like 30 or 40 percent and there's a noticeable difference between the two and and i think that if again if they release like a ps5 pro that is like 30 percent or 40 percent better than the ps5 i just throw the ps5 out you know what i mean like y'all should have one y'all should have waited or two um like it, it would just be completely unnecessary because then there would actually be no reason to have a PS5, right? Other than the fact that it's three ninety nine, um, but even that three ninety nine, probably drop the price down to the uh, the original a little yeah. bit. They probably give it a price a price cut. But I mean, I'm we we don't know the specs of this PS5 Pro. We don't really know anything about it outside of the fact that it, it is it is is rumored to be in existence, but from Everyone that I know that has speculated about it, the people that have like you know, the so- I have sources. The, the people with sources, right? Sources, insider. Jim, Jim, Jim Ryan is actually my favorite PlayStation insider. <laughs> like <laughs> all of them are thinking that it still will be RDNA two, so it's not going to be like RDNA three architecture. It's still RDNA two, but probably just a beefier GPU. Uh, you know, probably better cooling. Than what the PS5 currently has, uh, able to you know eke out some some things here and there that will make it a an actual performance improvement over the PS5, but not significantly so. Where it's just like, yeah, we're basically killing our own sales because we're doing great right now and we don't need right. this. Like, yeah. if you think about like, I think all the rumors about the Switch Pro were true. Mm-hmm. That switch that Nintendo really was going to drop a Switch Pro probably wasn't going to be called Switch Pro, but you know they were going to drop an upgraded version of the Switch. But then they looked at the numbers and was like, "Yo, we killing right now. Why do why if we we drop an updated version that's more powerful 
than the current Switch. We're gonna start getting games that actually can hand that this this new one can handle that the old one can't. Now we're gonna start splitting our own player base. Why do that when we can just drop a Zelda like Forte is showing a completely nothing changed Nintendo <laughs> Switch with just is. some stupid there colors that show it's supposed to be in an emblem on the back, yep. and we'll get the yep. same people who bought the OLED to Look buy this. So that's why I mentioned the OLED. That's why I think the OLED. I think that was part of what the Switch Pro was supposed to be. They said, you know what? We already bought all these screens from Samsung. Let's keep those. We'll just upgrade and we'll finally get a real kickstand on the on the Nintendo Switch. And then we'll give them a slightly updated version of the Switch that internally does nothing different than the, than the original, but they'll buy it anyway. And guess what happened? They bought it anyway, so well, it's smart. I'm not now, but now, but, but now, but now, but but the whole, but now they're talking that talk like they might come out with a new a new platform or actual pro. Now, why? Because you look at the year over year numbers, they're down compared to last year. Now's the time to drop some new hardware because now your new hardware wouldn't be cannibalizing your old for, hardware. for the Switch. Yes, but for the PS Five, it's like it's like I feel like the PS Five is is exactly. And this may be boring for some of y'all, but it's going to be it's going to be like how NVIDIA did the 4070 and 4080 and then the TI as well, too. Right. So Mm -hmm. the 4070 is six hundred dollars. Right. MSRP and A's. We're just going to go by MSRP Um, and it's priced at six hundred dollars. And is to make the 4070 TI look good. Right. Because the 4070 TI is eight hundred dollars and it is. it's like 40 or 20% faster is 30% faster. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the 4080 is 61% faster. Right. But it's double the price. And the 4080 is priced in a way to make the 4090 actually look like a good deal because it actually is a good deal. That's yeah. going to be the problem. If we actually have like non incremental performance increases with the PS five pro. And that's why I don't think it's an actual pro model. I'm all open to be proven wrong. But the way performance is actually going now, and especially with AMD's track record with the new APUs, with the new GPUs, with the new architecture and stuff like that, they've wrung out as much as they can from RDNA 2, so they have to move forward. If they move forward with RDNA 2 and put the top tier to line in whatever into the PS5 Pro, you're jumping, you know, if you actually do the top of the line, you're jumping like over 30% you're going to have to put that out solely to make the PS5 look attractive. And that's the problem. The PS5 already looks attractive. It's mm-hmm. 499 Blu-ray player, the whole whole nine yards, and it plays all your games at 60 or whatever, you know, quote unquote, loosely 60. It plays all your games. You don't have to buy a new library, the whole nine yards, right? Like, what more can you ask for? And games are actually coming out, blah, 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 this and that. There's like PlayStation Plus, everything. If you go for a more powerful one, like a genuinely more powerful one, you're going to have you're going to have a real big issue with how the PlayStation 6 is going to operate, because then if you have a mid gen refresh here and then you still are on a generational leap to send the PS6, the PS6 is going to have to be over 50 percent on top of the 30 percent 
increase. And AMD is currently not at that level yet until almost 2025. And we all know how it goes with the first generation launch of anything AMD does or NVIDIA. It's going to be rough and it's going, it might not land. So I genuinely feel like they are testing development kits and they're testing to see what the next generation offers because they haven't even ironed out the current generation. So why even add anything else into the current generation when we haven't even figured it out yet? You know, so, so, so. so die uh, speaking as, as a developer, uh, do, do you feel that Gotham Knights not being capable <laughs> for at 60 frames per second on the PS5 was a WB Montreal issue or a uh, a PS5 issue? I think it was a WB Montreal issue. I'm going to be honest with you. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I don't think I, I don't think, think it's think a PS5 were issue. In, in you know, with uh, <laughs> I know that's not a real like Italian word of saying incompetent, but you know, y'all know it's what not I mean. Official though. It sounded official. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they just didn't know what they was doing. But I think that, like, if you, in order to to, I think from from Sony's perspective, in order to make sure that their platform doesn't look look bad, when you have uh, not so talented developers making games on your platform, you give them a little bit of power to work with, and maybe they could brute force their way into sixty frames per second. I don't know. You know, well, I guess we'll see what happens. But so like, p- people didn't think they would do a detachable drive for those who got digital. But apparently they're working on that too. I think that's gonna be what the pro is, honestly, on top of whatever improvements they're gonna make on the system. Cause I don't think I think they want to streamline it and make one universal system for not two different SKUs. So why not make your pro system be the one that has the detachable ditch drive that you can add to it? Because you're not going to be able to do it on the pro that they had the system they have now that's digital. They're going to have a completely different skew for it. So why not make the pro be that and make it a digital system so you can keep the price on it semi down and then make it so you can add a disk drive to that version of the system. So I think that's going to be in conjunction with it, too. Cool. Hey. Either but, or, we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out before the year. But now. the biggest question is, is it really going to matter when it comes to games? Because we all know that games uh, are these developers and these and these publishers actually going to take advantage of that power and not have our game. Well, they'll probably take advantage of the power, but are they going to make it so those games aren't buggy as all messes like they've been over the course of the last couple of days? And that's going to our next topic, talking about Redfall. And what's going on mm. with that game and the disaster that's been going on. And yes, I'm I'm talking about how the PlayStation 4, but we also got to remember that Xbox is going to pretty much do the same thing at some point. They're going to come out with their next version or their mid-gen refresh of the uh, of the Xbox. They were saying they were working. They've been they've been working they on it for they, years yeah, ago that they were working ago. on on a new Xbox. So right, exactly. So yeah. what do we think? Uh, so first of all, Delhi, I'll go to you first because you said you, <laughs> you 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 last one that said you still playing it. What are your thoughts on it, man? I he, saw you streaming it. Delhi had to. He 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 just he he put a message. He's not. Oh, he put a message. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I just seen it. Uh, all right. Well, I'll go over to you, slow mo, because I know you put a lot of time into it. Tell me. Your frustrations with Redfall, sir. Oh my gosh, you, I should go last. Like, oh, I, you want to go last? Because I, I'm, I'm gonna have a yeah, lot you're, to Yeah, say. you're right. You're gonna eat up half the show with yours. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, B Money, Eric Jackson, which one of you yes, guys sir. played Redfall? What are your thoughts on it, if you have? And where did you play it at? Did you play it on Game Pass on Xbox or did you play it on PC? Um, uh, I'll, I'll jump in there first. Uh, I played it on uh 
Series X on Game Pass. And I hit the, <laughs> what looks like a lot of people hit about the two and a half mark. And, you know, and kind of said, all right, I think I've seen enough, right? Right. Um, tapped out. Tapped out. And that's pretty Not much where I was. And, and here, here's the thing when it comes to Redfall. The overall concept of Redfall, I think, is actually cool. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's vampires, it's vampire hunting, but I do think that there's something there, right? So I, let, me, let me start by saying that, you know. But the reason I kind of ducked out on it, because I said, you know, you've seen like the hallmarks of like the different reviews or people are saying, you know, where it's like, you know, the world feels lifeless, the AI is dead. We, we know all those things. And I'm sure a slow-mo will expand upon that. But I kind of bounced on it because I was just getting aggravated because I said, the developer that made this, I know they're much more capable than what this is. And I feel like I'm doing them a disservice by just by playing through this and forcing my way through. Like, I'm, you know, what I feel like some people are doing just to cap for the platform. You know, like, well, look at me. I'm having fun. I get my friends together and we have, we're having fun with it. And I'm like, well, if you got to pull your friends in to get through to make yourself have fun with it, is it really that good? That's kind of how I look at it, right? But I'm just kind of walking back from it because I'm just like, yo, like Arcane is one of my favorite developers. I know they're cap more capable of this. I don't want to be a part of that number when when Xbox inevitably goes, you know, 2 million people, you know, killed 7 million vampires over the first week of Redfall. You know what that BS? And I'm like, I ain't contributing to that number. <laughs> you know, in any long, extended way, I should say. But no, I just, <laughs> I don't know, just... As I was just going through it, just in that two and a half, you know, like the two and a half hours I played, going from point A to point B, I'm like, there's nothing really going on here. You know, some of the guns are cool, some of the weapons are cool. I like the vampire, like the killing animations and stuff like that. But when you're just creeping up, like on, like you know, some of the the the, the bad guys in the game are creeping up, some of the vampire they don't even notice that you're there. And you're oh, doing boy. that whack elbow hit, you know, yeah. and the powers are whack. Like nothing, <laughs> just the whole. Sound. Like, the powers are whack. They're yeah, they're, they're like, unnecessary. Honestly, yeah. they're, they're they're not even needed because the enemies don't uh, present any kind of challenge. I know I'm I'm jumping out of turn. Go ahead. Bro. No 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 jump, no jump in there, man. Because that this is just basically I don't have like a whole lot to say about it because all I can say is this is not you know the arcane that I that I know. I know it's, they have two different teams, but both of those teams to me have delivered games that I really dig and really like, and this ain't it. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, see, and, and for me, oh. like I, I'm on the outside looking in because mm -hmm. I I haven't touched this game, and and and, and you know, kind of like what Eric said, I I'm a big Arcane fan, and, and for that reason, I'm not gonna touch the game just because of of how it looks, um, in regards to the gameplay. Like I've watched so many people's videos, um, of of actually playing the game, and everything that they've shown is not impressive. And you, you guys know, I mentioned this on Brat, like the, the few times that they showed off the game, I, I wasn't really impressed on, you know, everything they showed off. It didn't look like arcane game to me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were kind of stepping outside the box to try to appeal to more people. And for me, like that, that's not what I want from arcane. I want you to make a dope experience. You know what I mean? I want you to make that immersive sim. I want, I want to be able to do all the stuff in your game that, you know, that you've been known for. And and when you kind of just go make a shooter that doesn't really look that inspired, I was like, you know, I, I can't really jump in on that. If the game would have been, 
you know, something that reviewed well and, you know, people are talking about, you know, all the crazy stuff that they're doing, you know, in the game, then, yeah, I would have jumped in, you know, checked it out. But, you know, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like it's a great experience. So, you know, I'm kind of just put off and uh, it's probably a game that I, I won't touch at all. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and before you go, go I'd I like to jump in. I'm going to say this. And I know people are saying, well, you know, they'll continue to work on it and they'll do this. And I know Delia will speak to this more, but what would they really be able to do to it? Because I said the the big talking point was the 30 frames per second and the 60 frames per second patch. And I'm like, well, right now, that's the, that's the least of their problems mm-hmm. is getting that patch. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on with this game right. that even 60 frames per second is not going to fix or make better, right? And... I know we'll, we're going to get to the Phil interview later, but I just want to kind of highlight this one point because I saw people already kind of glomming onto this thing where he kind of mentioned in the interview about not standing in the way of teams wanting to do something different. And I saw that before he even mentioned that people were saying, well, they're trying something new. Fine. No gamer is going to stand in the way of, a, of a, a talented team trying something new. But what's the point of trying something new if the shit is whack? And on top of that, knowing that this team is more capable than that, we've seen plenty of teams who broke outside of what they typically do and deliver something really cool. You know? Yep. And you know, that's, we saw and, it earlier and, this year with Tango and Half-Fi Rush. Right, exactly, exactly. And we're not going to sit here and go, this is completely different and new for Arcane because it looks like some of their character models that we're used to seeing, except for those... The, the character models have always had like bigger hands than normal, but th- they went crazy in some of these. Oh some man, the them hands! Saw, right? is, yeah. Everybody <laughs> like in this insane. game needs to be a basketball player, yo. Like, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> the kind of hands these guys got. I mean, yeah. you can palm two balls in one hand. But, ooh, <laughs> right? Quadruple so, pause so, on that one. I didn't mean. I did not mean it like that. Jump like, up and just jump and grab the ball out of the sky with your with your thumb and and, and um, forefinger. You know <laughs> that kind of thing, but. But some I, I throw it back to you, but I'm gonna ask you this question. People say, well, they're they're trying something new. So outside of adding multiplayer, what's really new about the game that that for Arcane? It's there, it's still in their wheelhouse. It's just trying multiplayer made them made this game the way it is, made them like step on the rake with it. I, I, look, man, I I have never really rocked with arcane games like that before. I've always said there are quality titles. I've always said there are quality games. Uh, Forza, you might want to minimize your messages in there. There you go. Uh, I've always said there are quality games, but mm-hmm. they're not for me, you know, because they got the whole stealth side of things, which is fine, you know. Like I like the like, we we have a a dearth of stealth games in the video mm-hmm. game industry now. So them being having stealth elements in their game is always something that I at least appreciate, even though it's not for me, because it's good that people who like stealth games get something like that from our game. That's it. They this game was greenlit at a time where Bethesda was quite frankly looking for ways to generate revenue because their games weren't selling. You know, they would get good reviews, but then they wouldn't sell. So this is where we get Fallout 76. This is where we get Redfall from. But after playing it, like this should just been canceled. Like as soon as as <laughs> as, as, as Xbox <laughs> saw the game. And apparently, from from what I'm hearing, is that they saw the game and they weren't impressed. If you're not impressed, cancel the game. Right. Like, like, why are you wasting Arcane Austin's time as well as your own money and our time as well? 
like cancel it before you even show the game so that you don't have to deal with the whole scale bound of Fable Legends situation. No, because we don't know it exists. Cancel it before you get to that point. If you're not impressed with what you see and, and for what the final product was, I played it on PC. So I had to worry about the whole 30 frames for a second. I played it with the Ash and Luca for, for some of it, um, for some of my time with it. I didn't have to do what she dealt with where she felt nauseous with like the frame rate and and i guess mm. the field of view of everything um she'd be running down the street with me and textures are loading in late and i mean for myself i actually uh almost every time i would go maybe a block or two down the street i would see like i would have like a massive frame rate drop be as it's loading in the new like other aspects of the open map and it's very, very CPU bound, which it's it's probably right up there with some of the worst PC releases this year, which is kind of hard to do considering The Last of Us Part 1 was abysmal. Forspoken yeah. was pretty bad. It's been a lot of bad releases. Joel out here looking year. like blackface. Right. And it's just, it's the, to get into the reason why I feel like they should have just canceled the game is because it, a, a 60 frames per second mode, if it, it was there at launch, it wouldn't have saved this game. It would not have made it better on Metacritic. It would not have had a better reception than what it is. This game, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Are they trying to be like Borderlands? Are they trying to be like Far Cry? You're kind of failing at everything that you're attempting to do. You marketed this game. Your very first time we ever saw Redfall, it was a five-minute reveal trailer that we have yet to see anything in this game of the same level of quality as that reveal trailer, that cinematic trailer. In the game, we have watercolor still pictures, and they're just moving the camera left to right to kind of like simulate like movement or something. It's a flip book. And I'm just like, bro, like, how? I see this with indie games. And I have no problem when I see that with indie games. Because I know it's like five dudes in their closet trying to make a game, their first game. You know, props to them. First time around, ain't got no budget, ain't got no money. This is a different story. This is Arcane Austin, backed by a trillion dollar corporation supposed to be dropping with well, a $70 price tag supposed to be dropping a triple a game and i'm getting double a one a content in that game unacceptable you have a skill tree that's worthless a third of your skill tree is dedicated to multiplayer but what if i want to play solo i have no use for that third of the skill tree the but other aspect they push the solo aspect of it you're right. The other aspects right. of the of the uh the game, the other aspects of the, the skill tree is is they, they do like very minor upgrades to your abilities, but it's like I don't even need my abilities. Your enemies are so easy to kill. Like literally the AI this is the worst AI I've ever seen in a game. I I was live on lunchtime with slow mo earlier this week. I walk into a room. I'm searching through stuff through the room. There's a vampire in the room with me. <laughs> the vampire doesn't notice me. I look over. Oh, snap. There's a vampire. <laughs> he's, on, he's, <laughs> he's staring at the wall for whatever reason. He's just staring at like the wall. Heavy I walk breathing. up behind him and I'm like, 
This dude, I mean, I made all kinds of noise walking in here, knocking over chairs and stuff. He don't care. He don't I, care. I got my flashlight on. I flicker the flashlight behind him. Nothing. No response. Nothing. I finally just shoot him in the back, and then he goes, oh. And I'm just like, what, what the heck is the The enemies are so bad. Do you know that you can beat bosses just by jumping up on a car? Yeah, you can. That's fine. You don't even like like they they can't hit you. Do you know you can stand behind these bulletproof in in in, in, in like invincible chairs? And vampires <laughs> they don't know how to get around the chair. Oh my gosh, the chair in front of me. What the heck? What do I do? It's like a shield. No, it's a chair, bro. It, it they are the worst. The the worst AI. It's just there's nothing for me to do besides just shoot my gun. And the guns. I implore everyone that's <laughs> listening to me right now. Stop listening to some of these content creators. Uh-oh. I ain't going to say no names. Y'all already know who I'm talking about. Stop mm-hmm. listening because they lying to you. They lie about so much <laughs> There are content creators out here who told the lie that machine games in id software was helping Arcane develop the gunplay in this game. Y'all have played machine games games before. Y'all played Wolfenstein. Yep. Y'all played Doom 2016, Doom Eternal. Yep. Is it anything, anything like Redfall? Nope. Redfall has some of the worst, like, like they've never been known for like they're great for the great shooting, but the way it was always handled, like in, in like Dishonored, and even like Prey, like it kind of made sense for like their what they were doing, right? The game, the gunplay, and this is even worse. Like I, I wouldn't even like aim down sights anymore because I'm like this is so off. I would just start shooting from the hip all the time. And you know what? You can't do anything about the aim down, down sights at all. You can't adjust it because they have no ADS sensitivity. They also have mm-hmm. no hor- horizontal or vertical sensitivity. They got something called input preset with zero explanation of what that is. And there's a normal, <laughs> a fast, and a slow. And it's just like, well, what did they do? What's the purpose of it? Like, if you're going to have as limited customization for the controls and the guns and how you shoot your guns that they have in this game, you better be rock solid on the default level. Mm-hmm. And they're not. It's yeah. awful. And to bring it to, to get back to what I was saying about certain content creators, the only thing that we have confirmation from, from Arcane Austin, is that its software came through and gave them feedback on the gunplay. You know the difference between feedback and helping them develop the gunplay is? There's a, there's a, Freaking Grand Canyon's wide a Del- difference. A, Del- a, a Delta. A Delta. A freaking, <laughs> a, 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 I'm about to say some stuff. It's a Delta of difference between these two things. You know, I could give someone feedback. I can say, hey, Forte, you know, before the show goes live, you might, you know, a few hours earlier, you might want to test everything out and make sure everything is good to go so that, like, right before we go live, you're not like, oh, my God, things don't work. That could be some feedback, right? 
But does the Forte need to take that feedback? Does he need to actually implement that feedback and actually do those things? No, <laughs> because we see him not do this every single week. <laughs> That's the difference between giving feedback and actually doing the work. They didn't actually do the work. So stop saying that people who didn't do the work did work on something because you're capping. And I and just stop listening to some of these people because they are literally free mouthpieces of marketing for these platforms. They do not have any object objectivity whatsoever. Nope. They they monetize your hype in the effort of getting gaining keep gaining and keeping access to get free stuff and uh, and everything else and, and monetize and the whole nine. Right. And then when they get called out, what do they do? They cover their own butt. Yeah. So or start deleting or you know. Yeah. I, I just buck. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say is that uh the weapons are are, are weird and pointless. You'll have a legendary uh level 2 weapon that's like less effective than a legendary green weapon. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the actual like stats <laughs> are like make no sense and it's just like all right, whatever, bro. It's just it's 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 a, it's a Silly, easy game that has no cutscenes in it whatsoever. And they want to charge people seventy dollars for it. Uh, I have no idea how internally this was re mock reviewed so high, but I guess we'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, die. You can take it away from here. I'm, I'm done. I just <laughs> you finally got it out of you, <sighs> man. It, it's, All it's it's a bad game. It's a bad well, only, bad only... game. The only thing I'll add to this, mine is very short. You see it on the screen. This is just, this is I got 15 minutes past this part, and when I walked out this door, and this is on PC by the way, so this isn't even on Xbox. When I walked out this door and I saw these water textures, I was like, oh boy, that's water textures. Look at okay, so look at. <laughs> Look at the crowd. No, I thought that was blood. I even looked up. I thought, <laughs> listen, I looked water. up. I thought it's that was a shadow or something. What the hell listen, is that? It's supposed to be water. Like it, I, you're gonna see you look up at the door at the top, you see the water dripping like, off the door. Yeah. That's supposed wow. to be like the splashing of the water on the ground. And I was like, I what somebody is somebody pour acid on the metal or something? <laughs> wow. You know, that kind of reminds me of one time I was walking down this like in in in, in the game, I was walking down this like uh this 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 alley, there was like trees around, and the trees, like the texture of the trees were just flickering. And I just yeah. like I stopped moving and I just watched it. And it just like the the actual like texture level. I had even though I had the game running on epic. The textures were going from like epic to medium to low back to epic. It just kept changing every second. Yeah. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? That looks, it, it looked terrible. And I'm just like, Hi, this game wasn't ready. Game wasn't ready. Yeah. So, so before Delhi jumps in there, do, do you guys think this is going to be a game that continues to see support where in a year we're like, you know what? We can revisit this, and Redfall is a better game than what, nope. what was released. Yeah, of course, nope. a game or, support doesn't end on launch. Or well, is this the game yeah. that they give up on in six months and they just move on to the next thing? I mean, they gave up on Bleeding Edge in a year. So, what do you think, Deli? We'll let you finish out the topic about Redfall in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there, I think that there was a huge mismanagement issue, and I think that the communication issue didn't, uh, the communication 
at the studio didn't help either. I mean, you know, finding out that the 60 FPS doesn't work a few months before launch is not a, a very good pipeline, is it? You know, it's not a very good uh, production pipeline. It's not very good scheduling. And it doesn't give enough breathing room to be able to actually fix the problem because it could be anything, right? Um, there are plenty of areas in the game that require more resources than other areas for some god awful right. reason, right? Um, or maybe there's just hitching on something. I, I don't actually know. You know, I suspect that there's a CPU bound issue along with a memory leak. Um, or I, maybe it's just something, some computational issue where, you know, it's not doing the integer math for floating point 32 precision properly and maybe it's running at quarter speed or something because there's seriously something hugely wrong where my 3090 is is, is being bottlenecked or, or it's just not right. working right it's running at 98 percent. okay cool i look at the temps everything is good i look at my cpu and then all of a sudden it's like i'm hitting 28 fps i'm hitting 40 fps at 1440p on medium settings and that's rough. You know what I mean? Like, just because I don't care that the game is running at 28% or 28 frames, I don't care, man. I'll play the, I'll play any of this stuff at 30 FPS. I'll play it at 12%. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just that just because I'm okay with it doesn't mean that the problems don't exist. And I think that there are a lot of problems. And I think that, again, the, you know, Arcane is, Arcane, Ar Ar Arcane just didn't have enough time to, to properly troubleshoot these issues, and if they, uh, and I think that they just heard about it way too late. Right. Um, yeah, because we all know that graphics and optimization come last in the pipeline. So when you have four or five months left to uh, go, and that sounds like a really, really good time, and then you find out that the game doesn't work. I mean, how devastating is it to find out that your game doesn't work within three months? or five months, right? That's just, just not enough time to be able to crush, I don't know, 8,000 bugs. You know, imagine yeah. walking into work and being like, yo, we got 12,000 bugs to solve in, in four months' time. Plus, we have to make the game go gold. Plus, we have to do a day one patch. Plus, we have to do support. Plus, we have to plan, like, the marketing push. Plus, we have to actually support the product when it goes on live. Because we could put it on live, and it doesn't matter how well you simulate things, you can never test properly millions of people to go and download your game at once and playing at one time. It's just not good. It's just not feasible. Yeah, um, I got I got a question for you, bro. Yeah, go ahead. Is this a triple A game? Uh, it's it's a triple A budget. Yeah, it's like what you, thirty million, forty million. Okay, what? yeah, because like I, I remember Brian Fargo head of Index Out saying that triple A starts at like twenty eight or thirty million dollars on up. So you think this is like. They spent thirty million on this. Yeah, like thirty, thirty-five million, something like that. So it's barely AAA. I, it, I mean, regardless if it's barely, it crosses that threshold. So yeah, I would consider it AAA. I think the, it is I, actually AAA. Because I just want like with the lack of cutscenes, and just I mean I don't know how big Arcane Austin really is. How much of that budget mm -hmm. went to that original trailer? Right. So did, did marketing push it over? Or is the actual? I think, I think marketing pushed it over, right? Because like, so the actual think... production of the game is double A, but with marketing, it became triple A. Yes, for sure. I, I think so because you got to think that the marketing, you got to double the marketing cost for whatever the game cost is, right? Yeah, because exactly. you, you you genuinely never know how what it's going to reach. Because not only do you have to reach, um, 
I'm just going to say 26 markets, but I don't know how many markets Game Pass services, right? So let's say 100 markets, right? You got to service 100 markets, then you got to pay the people to do so. Then you got to translate, then you got to make sure the content, right? And then you got to make sure that it abides by all the rules. So like if Saudi Arabia can't show blood, then we got to, you know, work with their rules and their laws and stuff like that. So if, uh, you know, if a game is supposed to be, uh, you know, 15 uh, to 20 million, or the let's say the development cost is 30 million, right? Um, and that's about the same cost as Halo 3. I think Halo 3 was around 28, 29 uh, million. Um, and then, the, but their marketing budget was 40 million. So not only did it, you know, not only did it almost double, it, it was like one and a half times the actual budget, putting the game at almost 70 million when the when less than half of that was spent on the actual game itself uh mm -hmm. so yeah i think that maybe let's say the game is like 20 29 30 let's say 30 for an easy number 30 million dollars and marketing is let's say another 30 we're we're looking at 60 million dollars that's a that's a that's a triple a budget you know what i mean and triple a used to be 15 20 million back in the day now it's like 60 to 125 million you know what i mean and yeah. if it's over 60 yeah it's a triple a game regardless of how you want to spin it or you know a lot of people say oh yeah triple a quality or whatever but that's a triple a budget right mm -hmm. um some people have uh had come to the conclusion that it's not arcane austin's fault that the game is in the state that it's in but that they probably shouldn't have gone with unreal engine 4 what are your thoughts on that? Uh, shouldn't have or should have? Uh, should not have. They they should not pe have. Some people believe they should not have gone with Unreal Engine four for this uh, open world game, especially if it's their first foray into Unreal Engine. When uh, I think it's their second foray. Moving. What was it's the first one? Uh, the DLC for Prey. Oh, that was Unreal. Okay, that was Unreal. I know they that. swapped the from Typhoon Hunter. Yeah, they yeah they swapped from CryEngine, which is a C plus plus base, um, and then they swapped to Unreal Engine four, which is again C plus plus base, mm -hmm. and then they are currently on Unreal Engine four, which is C plus plus base, obviously because the same engine. Um, and then the Void Engine, I believe, is a modification of Id Tech six, Id Tech, yeah, which yeah. is C plus plus as well too. So the knowledge and foundation is there. So I, I know I don't I don't think that they would have quote unquote switch engines or whatever. I think that keeping on a C plus plus engine is good. Right. Um, so I, I don't think that there is a problem with the. I may get flack for this. I, I'm I'm always getting flack for for random ass things, but I think that the game is is foundationally and fundamentally fine you know the looting system works the gunplay is serviceable it works you know what i mean it works no it, it works regardless of how you want to spin it it works you, i mean it, you it, push it, a button and it, the gun fires it does i mean it does fire it. It, 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 it's just... serviceable it works it works you know and the loosest terms it works you know if you want to <laughs> if you want to spin it any other way it doesn't matter i don't really care but the gunplay works the looting system works the level works the story missions work, the side missions work. I'm about to hit the second area of the game, eight hours in, so I don't, I'm, I can't really speak on the full experience because I don't know. Maybe there's a detrimental bug, you know, when I reach the second, you know, portion of the game and then I can't complete the game, then I would classify it as unfinished because I can't actually beat it. Um, but all, all of the fundamentals are there and the potential is there. The problem is it's just really rudimentary. It's really basic. It's really just bare bones and that's you just can, one of those you can walk 
across the majority of the map and not run into an enemy. Yeah, it's empty. It's whatever. It's just, yeah. uh, like I said, it's bare bones, and that's just what they had. Uh, you can obviously tell, or at least I can obviously tell, that they were under harsh time constraints because a lot of this stuff can be fixed in post. Like, all of it can be fixed in post. The, the you know, memory leak, CPU-bound issues, engine issues, engine optimizations, um, quality issues, uh, adding enemies, adding enemy spawns and stuff like that changing enemy pathing uh changing ai like all of that could be added in in post so like nothing's technically missing from the package where you have to like re actually rework right like the co-op works and all of the guns work right like let's say yeah. the stake launcher just didn't work right like that's something well, what, that you what have that, to actually what, go what in it sounds like you're describing to me is an unfinished game, <laughs> I game mean, yeah, i'm not gonna like a, i'm not gonna argue with you year. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. Yo, yeah, I've I've been very vocal about this. I think they should have needed another year. Genuinely. I think they should have. I, I will, again, I, I think they should have canceled the game. They should have canceled it. Look, I'm saying that based on the fact that, like, I don't think they believed in the game. And I can, I can tell they didn't believe in the game because they didn't put a budget behind it. They put a but when when NXL was like, we we want full voice acting for everything in the game. We at right now for Wasteland Three, we have no voice acting. We want full voice acting for everything. They delayed the game and put voice acting in for everything. When Double Fine was like, we took out the boss battles because we just didn't have it in the budget to be able to get these boss battles in the game. Can you imagine playing Psychonauts Two with no boss battles? It's a different game. That game, the boss battles in that game were awesome. They gave them the money to make sure Psychonauts 2 had boss boss fights. Now, why the heck Redfall ain't got no cutscenes? Because I don't think they cared about this game. They did not care about this game at all. And if you don't care about the game, if you don't believe in it, why abandon it? At least give it a budget. If you're not going to give it a budget, cancel it. That's that's just... I, I, I feel that any of these games that have come out that they're working on if you don't believe that it could that the studio that's working on the game the vision that they have is going to be something that's going to be rock solid forget the forget the metacritic whether you think it might be 80 or 60 or whatever if you think this is going to be an experience that gamers are going to love and enjoy the same way they believed in hi-fi rush and was like we're going to stealth launch this because we think it's going to be that good that once we stealth launch it it's going to take people by storm if you actually have that kind of thought about it give it what it needs but don't market the game with cut with with, with animation that's not there don't like completely ignore the studio and then realize like at the 11th hour you can't do 60 frames per second mm. oh no oh no i i don't think they yeah. should have canceled the game i i think that i think this is one of those things that the the, the money would have been either made back um or it would have been you know accounted for the losses would have been accounted for um, which probably attributes to where it lands on the fiscal year or how it actually lands bumped up against another video game or whatever. Because um, if Starfield comes out in September or whatever, then, I mean, you know, this game can take a loss for three months or whatever, you know, and, and that's perfectly fine. Like, that can be budgeted inside and accounted for uh, inside, like, um, you know, revenue or whatever loss. 
Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think canceling would have would have done one would have done any good. Two, it would have been damaging to the reputation even further. Um, and then three, oh, I think oh, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I think I'm that the investors would not after, would not have been happy about that. No, no, I'm not saying cancel it after they announced it. Like after you announce it, it's it's you you need to I, at yeah, that point whether you, yeah. it's on the table. Then at that point, whether you believe in it or not, you need to give it as much money as possible to make sure that it's it, it make sure it can be as good as it could possibly be. But I people are saying that like they never even believed in the game when they first saw it, which is like when they first did the acquisition. Yeah, it's pretty pretty ludicrous, honestly. I think that that's that. You know, I know that Phil said like, "Oh, we don't want to stifle creativity," but that's like that's extremely damaging to be able to have to, you know, beg and plead for the ability to make something proper. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be, again, I, I blame this on studio management and everything else, and, and and production pipelining and scheduling and all that stuff. Because how 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 can you have a game that is lacking either talents, resources, or or other things, right? Obviously, they're lacking in resources because they had to hire or not hire, but they had to ask like three different studios for feedback, which is fine. That's actually a normal thing to do. But having to do it is a totally different thing than wanting to do it. Right. Because right. I know that like when I might get like Phil Spencer knocking at my door here shortly. So if I just like cut off mid sentence, I'll let you know. But uh, <laughs> when um, when the new Elder Scrolls six game launched for uh, inside company testing, company wide testing. That was wait, wait, that, which uh, Elder Scrolls? The new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, they opened it up to company-wide testing inside Microsoft. And oh. not too long ago, probably like a year ago, dude. Like, wait, wait, uh, wait. Elder Scrolls? Yeah. I, t- I tweeted this like, like a well, year like ago, Like the bro. game after Skyrim. Yes, Elder Scrolls 6. The, oh, the, they prototyped out something, and then they put it out for company-wide testing. Uh, that was not actually that long ago. It was probably about a year ago oh, when I was still at Microsoft. Um, and that was cool. Like being able to hear that, like, we need feedback from this prototype, blah, 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 this and that. That's, that's cool. That's neat. But having to say, Hey, we need three or four studios to come in and help us because we desperately need not desperately, but let's just say we need the feedback is a totally different position. And again, having to be beg and plead for support is, is not, you know, you're already on life support at that point. Right. Like, if a company doesn't believe in you and says, hey, we don't care about the budget, and we don't think this game is going to do well, yeah, just keep riding it out. But, you know, we're just going to have to force a deadline and push it out. That's tough, you know? That sounds like the same issue with Halo. That sounds like the same issue with a lot of things uh, over at Microsoft, and that needs to be addressed. Regardless if Microsoft had a hand in the um, hand in the change jar, or whatever the analogy is, but, <laughs> um, you know, a piece of the pie or whatever, I, right. I think that it comes down to to studio management, studio culture, pr- production pipeline, and everything like that, because that's that's the most important thing. If Todd Howard, CEO of Bethesda Game Studio, can't come out and say, "Hey guys, uh, Arkane Austin needs some help," or if Harvey Smith can't, you know, send an email to Todd Smith and say, or Todd Howard and say, "Hey, can can we do something about this?" Like we're kind of falling behind on on deadlines. So do you guys think that we can get more talents, or do you guys think that we can schedule something differently? Um, I mean, that really, really genuinely comes down to studio management and, and, you know, and there's nothing else you can say about that, right? Like, that's oh, yeah. 100% on studio management. Like, I, I really wish I could spin it any other way, but that's just... Okay. Yeah. Like it's, well, that's, it a, that's a perfect segue to the conversation with Phil Spencer. Here we go. That he had on Kind of Funny on uh, the X-Cast. 
Uh, and there was a lot of things you could take for, we'll, and we'll, we'll keep it to the Redfall stuff first. And then we're going to talk about the other stuff because it's like kind of relevant to the conversation about Redfall. But he talked about how there wasn't really that much that they did for the development of Redfall compared to what they did for Starfield. And um, Slomo, I know you have been dying at the bits to talk about this. Talk about just the Redfall stuff first, and then we'll get into the other stuff after that. Uh, okay, so Phil Spencer, he did his, his uh, shout out to kind of funny games. Shout I think they them. did a, uh, a decent, more than decent. They did a good interview. They, they didn't allow, they didn't give Phil layups. They asked them really tough questions. And even though I thought they could have been a little bit harder, which, but they still, they, they did more than what I think a lot of people would do if they got Phil Spencer on their, their program. I, I, you know, a lot, a lot of people would just be like, oh, Phil, you're the best. Okay, you know, I just, I just love you, Phil, you know, instead of like, hey, yes. bro. Like let's let's talk about this. So right. shout out to them for that. Um and in regards to Redfall, Phil Spencer said that internally they did mock reviews. And in these mock reviews, the game rated double Chip. digits higher than mm-hmm. what its Metacritic score currently is. Which means up more than 10 points higher. Right. But what we don't like, we don't know exactly he see he that could be. It could, be, 20 it, could be 20 points it could be 20 points higher. It could be 30 points higher. He just said points. double digits. <laughs> he said double digits. Which, frankly, everybody that mock reviewed this game needs to go. Like, you need <laughs> whole new mock reviewers if that's the case. Because to be that far off from where it actually landed and what general gaming community sentiment is on the game, you can't you can't be internally that far off that you're surprised that it turned out that way. I don't I quite don't believe that part either with Phil Spencer. He said they were shocked that it turned out that way. And I'm just like, bro, you didn't give review codes until like two days before the game came out. Your embargo was like Five seconds before the game launches. Yeah, five seconds. Like that is usually like behavior of a publisher that knows the game is is coming in hot, knows the game is going to get kind of lambasted for its performance, for its maybe lack of content, just the general state of the game at that time. And yeah, I just got I gotta call BS on that. Like I don't believe that they didn't know how this was going to turn out. And I understand him apologizing and saying he feels bad and, and he, he's seeing people in the community and uh, more than anything, this interview told us one thing by, by a huge, huge, like uh, a large margin that Phil Spencer and these executives listen to the things that we say and read the things we say. Because he kept referencing things that are narratives and conversations that we have in this community. And he's tuned in. He said he sees the people saying that he should be fired. He's seeing people saying that well, but they're losing confidence in Xbox based off of Red Falls release. And he feels bad about that. But it's like you didn't feel bad enough not to release the game, though. So, like, it, it's just... 
And it's not like they haven't been there before. Yeah. Absolutely. They have been you know what there I'm saying? That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what makes these stories like, again, like in, like you said, you know, I, I thought the interview was, um, I watched it halfway again before we started the podcast. And I watched the full thing earlier and then I tried to like watch it again just to kind of pick up on some of the, the tones and stuff. And I think a, a, a good portion of it were the things that we've heard before. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's sorry it falls on him. It's this and that. But in between a lot of that, there's a lot of candid stuff that he said, too. Like, you can generally see, like, in his body language, like, you know, like, the stuff's taking a toll on him. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. And but, you know, heavy, is, heavy is the head, but heavy is the head that wears the crown. But at the same time, you know, it's sort of like, who's, like, asleep at the wheel? Like, Slow Mo said, it's like, who's coming in to do, like, these mock reviews? Are, is it, like, some of these same influencers that we see, like, in the community who go one way and then when things get a little rough they join in you know on the fray but not too much not too much to rock the boat you know and then like i see you know like i tweeted earlier they they'll do that they'll be upset they'll rock the boat and they'll go right back out and start doing the same thing again so is that is that who you're listening to and it's like slow-mo said you can definitely tell that they're listening to the community or listening to people saying certain things but sometimes i wonder if they listen to the wrong people as well yeah. Like the people that they've given the access to, the people that they follow, the people who have what they consider to be the following that they think is the most hardcore base because they have the most vocal like followers that follow them and listen to what they say. And I would almost caution Phil, maybe shy away from some of those people because they're not doing you any favors. And kind of yeah. get into a little bit more grassroots fan base of who, you know, is sort of just speaking to you because you have like, you know, I mean, you have like a fan base that is probably just not feeling that that connected. So, and a lot of the things that he was saying is sort of like you feel bad, but it's like I can't really feel that bad because I've been hearing this sort of thing since 2015, and then I'm watching the timeline and I'm seeing the same exact people again doing the same exact thing. Where it's like, you know, thank you, Phil, for speaking to us and talking to us. It's so important that you talk to us because you know Sony executives would never. Well, good. I don't, you know, I don't need you talking to me like on Twitter. If you're handling these things, you don't need to be out here doing these interviews apologizing because the product. And, and, and to be fair, I, I, well, to be clear, I, what Eric's talking about when he says listening to other sources in the gaming community, we're not talking about the people that's just like, you know, they don't have an objective bone in their body. Like they're mm-hmm. not. Like the, the 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 worry trolls. Oh, I'm concerned about Xbox, but right. you're not really concerned, bro. You just really you you kind of monetize and hate on Xbox, which is fine. That's your platform, but I don't think they should listen to you because right. once they do, if they did what you said to do, you would just come up with a complete opposite argument on why they're wrong and that why yep. they're still bad. There, but there are people out here who are have constructive criticism, and they care about the platform they want it to be better so they talk about these things not in a a hey i'm just gonna uh, have an echo chamber where everybody is always positive about xbox and we just gonna pretend like all the negative stuff is all a bunch of people who just hating on the platform who are Mm -hmm. frauds and all this other stuff like no talk about actual people who understand that like at some point like you need to hear us that really want you to make quality games and we hear some of the things that you say and we're like yo that ain't it 
and, and I say, and re, when I'm talking about that ain't it, the whole mentality that Phil Spencer displayed in this interview where he's like, we're not going, we, we're, we can't do what Sony and Nintendo do. So having great games, system seller games, it's not what we're trying to do because we can't get out of third place. And I'm like, regardless of whether you think you can get out of third place or not, you should be making the same level of quality games that they're making regardless. Mm-hmm. Because that, because if you're pushing Game Pass, if you're pushing PC, mobile, the service, this is, this is a gaming, this is the gaming video game industry. Your the foundation of everything should be video games, not Game Pass, not your Xbox, not PC, not the the Razer on your mobile phone. It's video games, bro. So like you, if you have great games, no matter where you put them, people will get them. You can grow Game Pass as much as you want if you got great content that people want to play. Like the idea that there's no such thing as system sellers anymore, just because there this is the digital age. Does Nintendo give a crap about the digital your digital library? No. Nintendo went from a Wii U that sold 13 million copies units. Well, we gotta remember it, that that they they sold crazy with the Wii over a hundred million million units. Mm-hmm. Then, then they fell from grace and sold 13 million. I think right. that was like a shot I in the heart. They, like, yo, what? I think they just happened? renamed that thing. They named that thing wrong. They oh, they absolutely named it wrong. It was a it was yeah. a failure of of marketing. Absolutely, yeah. as, it wasn't. As well I don't as think in, it was planning and all that stuff. Yeah, but, I don't think it was like the system itself. I think it was just the fact that people were literally thinking that was an add on, and they was like, well, but, but the thing I don't even play my Wii back enough in now. 2014. They were dead in the water in a joke. I used to listen to podcasts back then, and people were like, let's do the Nintendo topic, and everybody would start laughing because they were a joke. But then you made Breath of the Wild. You a joke anymore? No. This sold more than one-to-one with the Nintendo Switch. You have great content. People don't... People will go by your platform if the content's there. If, if you're concerned that like oh well people aren't going to sell their ps5 because starfield is an 11 out of 10 yeah they're probably not going to sell their ps5 but they might pick up an xbox like i mean like that that should be your goal then let's make it this if, if people already are, are are tuned in to this one platform because they got their digital library from a from a decade ago starting with the ps4 that's fine we can still make great content for our Xbox community and we can make content that's so good that the other communities start looking at their platform like, why aren't you making games like that? And then, hey, mm-hmm. maybe they'll just pick up an Xbox for those games. The same way Xbox gamers pick up a PlayStation for PlayStation exclusives, for pick up a Switch for Nintendo exclusives. You, It's, it's like the, the mindset that like, we can't compete there, so we're not going to try. I, now, I, you know, I use, you know, I use the, I mean, I, I, this last thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all rock. It, 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 it reminds me 
of in sports where you get a coach that has taken you as far as he can go Mm -hmm. and you need someone else to get you across the finish line. Now, whether that means Phil ain't the dude no more or whether you get someone in that complete the work with Matt Booty and completely divorce Phil from the content creation side of things and let Phil continue to make deals and get acquisitions and, and interface with Japan. He's great at that stuff, right? And 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 build upon what he's already built with the platform. Great. But like on the game side of things, this is a failure on his part. And that ha- unless you want to remain stagnant or it continue to degrade the platform mm-hmm. you gotta make changes here so i'm right. I'm, the, the, I'm done go the, ahead the problem is he came out and said all this stuff for everybody to hear like no no chaser at all so it makes you kind of believe that if he felt that comfortable saying that like he did how far how far up is the accountability really going is it like a like at this point, you know, I, I wouldn't say any, if if I felt that way, that's something I would not say publicly. That's something I would tell my internal teams that this is unacceptable and we can't allow this to keep happening. But for you to actually and, and, and the thing about Phil Phil is, is is I feel like he's honest to a fault. And that's part of the the trying to why people really, really like him. But the biggest thing is. He. When he came out and said this stuff, I was like, it, it, it almost seems like you're it not doesn't almost sound it's it, it is admitting defeat. Like you're basically telling yeah. everybody that we can't compete. But I guess if you go back to, you know, we all thought it was hyperbole, all the stuff they were saying when they were going through all the documents with the CMA and FTC and stuff, talking about you know being in third place and everything like that. We thought it was all imperfectly, but maybe this is just truly how they really feel, how they really stand and how they stack up because they're really not trying to compete with Microsoft or Nintendo when it comes to, you know, deliverables and games and stuff like that. You know, it, it's it's painfully honest. I mean, obviously, obvious at this point, but I wonder how far up that actually goes because for him to come out and say that publicly it's 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 i think that's the more jarring thing than anything well who the thing is who is that who was satya talking to and he was like you know let us compete <laughs> you know it's like facts okay who who are we talking to then you know satya is like and again i always kind of look at it like this has nothing to do with necessarily like the the games front as we know it it's about you know like we talked like mobile markets and things like that it's just how does all this service break in more money for us and this is why you know, I talk about the biggest thing, the biggest difference between Nintendo, Microsoft, and PlayStation, and a lot of Xbox dudes don't want to hear this, is culture. And culture breeds excitement around your platform. And to me, I feel like they lean too much on the hardcore base and the nostalgia and all that, even to the point in their management. Like, a lot of people have been there forever. Like, you say... May, you know, maybe me, maybe Major Nelson needs to go, and dudes get offended. Like you're talking about throwing their uncle out, right? You know, it's like, but like, like people can't, you can't get people a, a lifetime pass it's, it's based off of past accomplishments. Like, right? Yeah, like this. Like, if someone was amazing, they did a great work for the for the brand like five years ago, 
love that guy. Love what he did with this and that. Bonnie Ross, for example. Bonnie Ross did great things for, for, for them in, in years past, but she was killing 343 in Halo. So Someone look at Jay Raymond. So like, Jay Raymond still gets Jay major Raymond props is because she got a credit. She's been living you know? off of Assassin's Creed for <laughs> over a decade. So that's, that's just like, the, that speaks to the power of Assassin's Creed, honestly. Yeah, but, but it's just <laughs> you know? like at what point does your current failures come into play? And I, I, I've, I've given Matt Booty a lot of smoke recently, especially after the whole Fable thing and Playground Games. But I, I do kind of wonder now with, with Phil Spencer's comments, like how much autonomy does Matt have to do his job? Like, is it can can he tell Playground Games? I say it. I'm a show Fable. <laughs> like i don't care what you just said i'm showing the game i'm in charge here i'm the right, boss right. i'm right. the captain now like i i'm showing the game okay it looks great i'm gonna clean it up give give you a couple of weeks we're gonna we're gonna time. show something right. be See, happy so right you're, but you're, like mm, right but no your video was like on point with that because that was because when you said that i was like Again, let's let's go back to the talk of culture. Everybody hyped up the fact that they said oh, they're going to be hands off. You know, they got these these talented teams. They're going to be hands off. It's like, well, you 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 have the orphanage, but you have nobody like feeding the kids and nobody making sure the kids are taking baths and doing everything else, right? You don't have to tell a studio what kind of game they have to make, which is something that they used to have a problem with in the past. But you still need to have a point person that's like, where is this at? Where is this at? Where is it? How is this coming along? Because that's a part of building the culture from Microsoft, Xbox, the platform. Mm-hmm. So you need somebody that can say, you know, like you said, we have this this showcase coming up. You know, people are expect people need to see what we're kind of doing with this. So we want to show this. We need the vertical slice. We didn't tell you what kind of game to make. You had an idea, and if that, if that idea ain't popping. Yeah, this isn't this isn't going to cut it for what we, what we're trying to build here. Yeah, Let's see it again. You know what I'm saying? You need people like that. You can't do this thing where, well, come in, come here because you know we'll we'll be hands off. You have full autonomy because you don't know what the hell you're going to get out of that. You get a red fall. Die. You know I feel is- I feel like Deli. I feel like you have a a different opinion than the rest of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking high. What do I know about game development? Um. <laughs> I mean, I always, I've, I've been very vocal about Microsoft, just in general, it's, uh, you know, running a tighter ship. Um, but I really think it's just their communication issues, right? Because you have what, like, stifling creativity is one thing, right? But also not supporting that creativity is also another thing, right? Mm-hmm. I could say, yo, Mo, I'll give you $200 to, uh, to do whatever you want with uh, DPS, you know, this, this, this month. Right. And you go spend $200 on employee lunches. And I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) I thought we were supposed to get some subscribers this month, you know? And it's like, I'm not stifling your creativity, but at the same time, you are not also giving me full transparency and a direction that I also agree with, because, you know, when you're fronting the money, you kind of have a you have a certain say in things, right? And while I respect Phil for coming up and saying like, "Yes, this is all messed up and blah blah blah," this and that, like, you know, the dude's candid. We respect him. I, I mean, I've met him in real life. I think he's an absolutely wonderful human being, and I I will gladly show for that man any day. 
you know, any day of the week. I think he's absolutely wonderful if he's allowed to do everything that he's allowed to do within Xbox. Um, I think that Xbox is going to be moved to to very new heights. The problem is the things that he's currently done. You know, I mean, we have to give him his flowers, right? Like he, he pushed the acquisition forward. He's definitely bidding. Um, he's definitely looking actively for studios and stuff like that. He's definitely looking for talent. He's spending that money to be able to hire talent, this and that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that I mean, we had that conversation earlier. Talent doesn't mean everything, anything if you have a genuine lack of direction, right? Or if you have a genuine uh, apathy towards development or your your products, right? And and when he came out and said like you know hey yeah they found out that uh the 60 fps wasn't going to launch in time it wasn't going to launch properly like you know that i think that says more for the actual communication and the studio than anything else um and even if like microsoft was technically hands-off on redfall like somebody's got to have a stern talking to right like whether it be actually arcane whether it be you know todd howard or bethesda game studio in general like somebody's got to have that conversation with Phil or Phil's got to have that conversation with somebody or even Matt Booty and say like, what is actually going on here? Right. Because this isn't some like being hands off is fun and, and cool when you have a team that is reputable, when you have a team that is able to do that. But when you're constantly buying, uh, when you're constantly buying studios and stuff like that, you have to kind of simulate them in, into the culture. Right. Cause not everybody's going to be, not everybody's going to fit the, uh, the quote-unquote microsoft culture and at this point microsoft culture isn't really necessarily a single thing singular thing but but die they actually told they actually told these studios that we that won't happen you'll keep your culture we will we won't assimilate your culture that the whole limited integration um thing that they and i think it's the pitch they made to these and that that pitch is wrong that pitch is wrong yeah You 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 need to have some sort of I'm not gonna, you know, the way we phrasing this is terrible control or whatever, but there needs to be some sort of oversight, right? Because yeah. while I, I love arcane, guy, like a point person, not necessarily telling them what what's what, but saying, hey, this is this. Well, you, yeah, I you need a captain to steer to the ship. You know right. what I mean? Like if the guy driving, and this happens all the time, I hate analogies, but I'm gonna have to fucking pull one up, right? If the guy <laughs> driving the car tells me that we're out of gas and we're 50 miles from a gas station, but we're 25 miles from town, and I say, hey, we should drive back to town and get gas, um, yeah, we're gonna have to backtrack and you know revisit scope or whatever, but like that would be the safest bet. And they said, nah, we'll just drive straight until we get a gas station. Trust me on this. <laughs> Who am I as the non-driver? to say i think you're wrong on that one right like yes you can be hands-off and you can trust or whatever but like i said you have to have some sort of direction you gotta have a you have to have somebody strong enough you have to have a good leader right and as much as we love arcane as much as we love you know all of these studios or whatever it may be the the leadership there is is not it's just not cutting it you know you think it's a pete hines issue pete hines is the ceo of publishing uh so i think it's a todd howard issue as the ceo of bethesda game studio uh, uh, but i think but, it's but, thing but arcane isn't arcane austin under publishing is it like, publishing isn't Todd, if it's yeah if it's under yeah, because, publishing then it's pete hines yeah 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 because the uh the internal stuff is like bethesda game studios they have two of those they have one in texas another one out, out here you know where yeah they have, our, they have our our Rockville, Woods, maryland yeah right 
So that's thought Howard. P. Hines would be everyone that works with Arcane, it's software, yeah, machine yeah. games, yeah, yeah. Tango, all, all those people, which I mean Yeah, that, so if Pete if Pete yeah. Pete Hines runs the actual publishing company, so yeah, it would be Pete Hines' thing. And if Pete Hines comes in and says, you know, yeah, I was Redfall looking, and then comes back two months later, was like, Hey, how are we looking on Redfall? That's that's just not enough, brother. Like, I know you're busy and I know you got things to do, but, you know, it's a business, not a soup kitchen. And yeah. if business isn't good, like somebody's got to be blamed for it. And I'm not going to blame the guy actually making the art assets and working 40 hours a week. I'm going to blame the guy right. that's sitting in his office looking at emails and supposed to be flying across the country to do to do studio visits. You know what I mean? Well, right. Now, Deli, wouldn't, wouldn't a producer... But shouldn't the producer be reaching out to P. Hanzo and just that's what you know, that, that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you right now. Like there needs to be there needs to be a lot going on, and whether it be production or scheduling or there, there there's definitely something going on, and and there needs to be somebody to answer for that. And again, whether it be production, studio leads, or whatever, somebody's got to do it. And I promise you, it's not the guy making the art assets. Now. To to be fair to Pete Hines and potential other Bethesda producers uh, that have been acquired in this acquisition, had it been disseminated to them that their games need to make sure that the standard is 60 frames per second, because that's literally what Aaron Greenberg of Xbox said all of our first party games would have that option. And so if that's in, in that, and in, in as Phil Spencer said earlier today about what their internal process is supposed to be working towards as that's what they view as levels of quality that they're supposed to be delivering to us, was that information that was given to ZeniMax Media's umbrella? Because if it wasn't, then that's a failure, again, as, you're, as, as Delhi's saying, a failure of communication from Xbox to ZeniMax. So it's like we don't quite know where the 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 internal process broke down as Phil Spencer kept talking about. But if you're talking about our internal process failed, we gotta revisit it. And I heard them say the same thing when they allow Halo Infinite to be seen the way it was with Craig Face and Poppin and the draw distance of the grass. The grass is literally growing up under the, the tires of the warthog as it passed it. <laughs> and I'm like Y'all said y'all was going to revisit this two years ago, two, three years ago. And here we are dealing with the same things. Like, do you need to just completely overhaul or replace the internal process, whatever that is? Or what? Because, like, I mean, I actually kind of wished kind of funny one of the people there would have kind of dived in when he, he mentioned that. So what is the internal process? Well, because, whatever it is currently, yeah. it's not working. It is broken. Yeah. It's just simply not working. And, uh, you know, I, I just like I said, nobody nobody is looking to make bad products. Nobody's looking to sabotage anything. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not going to waste four years. I've, I've said this publicly. I'm not going to waste four years of my life to sabotage something like do you know how big of a waste of time that would be? to purposely make a bad product just so I can I can get harassed on the Internet. No, it's not. It's just not. It's just not in my prerogative. Right. Right. But something, yeah, you know, like I said, something needs to desperately happen because, and I'll say it all the time, like whether it be communication or something, like we need to have, or they need to have, like a unifying vision. Whether it be 
pushing narrative games forward. Like the competitors are doing it, man. I'm sorry. The competitors are doing it. You know, the PlayStation say we want to push the boundaries on narrative focused games. Nintendo says we want to make games that are fun, that can run on, uh, you know, um, old hardware that is able to give you the flexibility and form factor of, of handheld. And you know what? They're doing it. And I understand that if you if you, if you make every game great, then there's going to be no, or if you make every game good, there's no going to there's not going to be great games, right? But you need games, you need products, and you, you can't keep selling subscription services and expecting people to to latch onto that and say like, oh yeah, this is enough for me. Like it's not. I'm sorry, it is not enough. Like subscription services are not enough for me. I bought Redfall at seventy dollars, right? And I don't care, but that doesn't mean that somebody who worked overtime to to buy Redfall at $70 also doesn't care. They're getting home from a long work week going, oh, I can't wait for this game. It's one of the most anticipated games of the of the year. And then they, you know, get into a game that doesn't work, that runs below 30 FPS, that stutters all the time, hitches and freezes. Like, you have to be seriously kidding me, right? Like, this is unacceptable. And that conversation needs to happen. And whether or not it happens once a year or twice a year, I don't care. It needs to happen more often. Hmm. Good points. Mm-hmm. Forte was definitely eating. Did you see oh. this guy? He was licking his lips. His mouth was all moving and whatnot. I was drinking a Pepsi. So, so you had to turn so, your camera off to drink a Pepsi. No, I walked away. That was actually a Coke I, too. I, no, I walked away to go. <laughs> it's way better than Pepsi. How dare oh, you wow. mislabel it? Good grief. Oh yeah, day Coke. <laughs> I walked lose our sponsorship, to- man. I walked away to go get the Coke. That's what I cut the camera off for. Oh, and you didn't bring us back any? Ooh, man, that, that's a good Coke because I'm burping. That's you, tough. You, you, yeah, you're burping that, <laughs> that, that, that burger you just ate. Can you not do that in the... I apologize for the for the unprofessional nature of our, our host tonight. Coke is a good thing. I just... just I'm just saying that, like, stifling creativity is, is a pretty broad term, right? Like, Oh yeah, we could just let them do whatever they want. But at 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 a time like you know, you gotta crack down on it just a little bit, you know. So I hope that things fix are fixed moving forward. But how many times can somebody say that in a year or in two years or in a decade or in a console generation? Because we said it all the time in Xbox One. You know, I played Titanfall on the original Xbox One, and I knew exactly that I was not going to buy this system. Hmm. That was a fact. I said, I'm buying a PlayStation 4. And guess what? I came home with a PlayStation 4 the next day. I don't know. Like I said, man, I, for me, you know, through the OG, the 360, up until like the mid to end, like MB, you might have tested this too. Like, I felt like they spoke to me. I don't feel like they've spoken to me since the like mid to end of 360 and going yeah. to the Xbox One. You know, they had a couple things in Xbox One that I was in that I, that I dug, but it's just as far as I don't know what some cats see. And hey, that's not me saying you shouldn't prefer a platform or be cool with it. Some people just rock. That's where they like to be. They like the, the, the controller. They like the the ecosystem. And Phil touched on that, too. And the ecosystem thing is huge. We've been saying that on podcasts. But as as a gaming consumer and excitement culture, the whole nine, like, I don't feel like they've talked to me for a long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I've been saying the same thing. I, I think... Yeah. You know, at the beginning of, of the Xbox One generation, there there were a few things that, you know, kind of got you excited and you kind of hope, you know, that they would continue to build on that. You know, once once they, you know, start at the recores and, you know, the games like that, 
you know, quantum break and things like that. Just like, okay, right. you know, I, I can kind of see where we're heading and it, then it kind of just fell off from there. And, uh, you know, the quality just wasn't up to par and, you know, they weren't delivering games and, uh, you know, you start to look, you know, at, at different platforms to see what's going on. And, you know, they, they had stuff that was compelling, whether it's Nintendo switch or PlayStation four at the time, you know I mean? It was, you know, that they garner more attention because you know for me xbox just wasn't delivering and and from that point i don't think they have you know we, we've talked about this they've been struggling for almost 10 years now you know right, to, yeah. to kind of really you know develop ip you know bring us something new give us something to be excited about um you know they, they've really leaned on 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 the three major pillars of, of of xbox which is you know halo gears and forza um and and you think that they would be at that point now where, you know, we're, we're going to start see, you know, seeing some some new IPs and, you know, just some some bigger stuff to kind of be excited about. And, you know, we get to this point where Rare Fall, you know, kind of stumbles out of the gate and it's like, oh, uh, here we go again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how, how can you, you know, continue to, to have faith and, and build, you know, put trust into to this brand where, you know, they continue to do the same thing over and over again. And and yeah. it's the same apologies over and over again. And right. And the, he, you know, he we'll do better that. and next year and next year it'll be better. And it's it's the same thing for you know, for the yeah. last five years or so. You you can right. tell he he hears all of us say this and he acknowledged that because he was like, I know you guys have heard me say this before and probably um or think I'm just giving lip service to just, you know, believe it when you when you 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 pick up the controller and you can play it for yourself which frankly yeah we don't trust you no more phil you've been saying the same thing for years and frankly yeah we need you to show us show us that these games are yeah. going to be great stop telling us they will be when and then we get redfall or then we get incomplete halo infinite or incomplete right. sea of thieves or buggy state of k2 we show us and he mentioned uh, he mentioned Hellblade 2, um, and like the way he mentioned it, it seemed like it might actually be something that we're going to see at the June showcase. It might turn out to be something that comes out later this year. He, uh, they, I wish they would have pushed a little bit harder on this, but they act. They said, "Are, are we going to know further in advance about, about sixty frames per second? About sixty frames per second, and that sounds like something else that we will know in regards to Starfield." Um, at their Starfield Direct Showcase right after the June Showcase. That's fine. But I think if, if it's definitely going to be 60 frames per second, I would have preferred to feel like, yeah, it's going to be 60. Right. right. Like, actually say what, if it's going to be that, if not of, well, we'll let you know definitively months in advance instead of a few weeks before the game comes out. Because if it turns out that's 30, mm-hmm. again, that goes back to Xbox gamers feel like feeling like they're being treated as second class citizens, and they're not and being treated the same as the PC community. I laugh. I don't say I laugh. I laugh ironically when I saw like Xbox gamers, or I should say, but I always say the Xbox dudes because I look at them as being like the most hardcore vocal who say the crazy shit. And they just acquiesce to everything, you know. And that's what I think a lot of why we are where we are is because these these dudes acquiesce to everything because. Phil's a gamer. He listens to us. This isn't that. And I'm like, okay, that's all well and good. But the reason I feel like a lot of you cats go at everybody else is because you truly aren't happy. Mm. Because if 
you truly are happy. There is nothing anybody could say to you that would rattle you. You know, and that's how kind of how I look at it. And then looking at Phil today, I'm sort of like, again, Beal attested this. Early days of Brap, like before we met you, Forte, before we met you, Slow-Mo, we were saying, these guys are in the show me state. Right? Yeah, that's remember true. that B? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and, true. And what and what we, what else were we saying, B? They don't seem to care about console. It feels like it's second class citizen stuff. And dudes were telling us to be quiet. You guys don't know what you're talking about. There's plenty of stuff to play out here right now. I don't know what you're talking about. The games are coming. What are you talking about? And then it kept being wait till E3, wait till E3, wait till we were saying this stuff five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sitting back looking at it like, oh, now you feel like a second class citizen. They've been showing you, you know, for a long time who they are. Maya Angelou said, when someone shows you the first time who they are, believe them. Mm. Nothing has changed except the fact that you guys acquiesced to everything. Now it's about Game Pass. It's not even about the games anymore. It's a Game Pass. Right? Game Pass is the platform, and it seems like Game Pass is more important than actual games. Propping up Game Pass. Game yep. Pass is the is the future of games. No, Game Pass is the future of Xbox gaming. The rest of the industry hasn't decided on what that is yet. Yeah. And and also making great games doesn't mean that you're going back to a console like right. atmosphere. Like making awesome games that rival what your competitors are doing, that's it doesn't matter what your platform is. You could be playing those games through PC, through mobile. You can have it on Game Pass at launch. People will subscribe to play those games because those games are great. Like, I don't understand the mentality and the people automatically jumping on to what Phil Spencer said. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're past the console. No. We talked about great games, man. Games that actually rival what your competitors are doing, and he's saying he we can't do that because we're 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 not caring about the console no more. Well, so what? Don't care about the right. console, but still make awesome games, man. Right. Like that. Those are two different things, and I think he kind of pivoted in the interview towards that, and even started mentioning PlayStation and Sony when that wasn't even what the question was about. Yeah, the question kinda, wasn't kinda about like how it goes on on the timelines on Twitter, and that's why I keep saying to cast they go, "Well, you just you just hate Xbox and you're just a pony." You're just... Okay, if that is true, again, what does any other have to do with the state of Xbox right now? You see, cats like Phil did this great interview, and you know you wouldn't see Jim Ryan. What does Jim Ryan have to do with the state <laughs> of Xbox right now? Well, Jim was trying to trip up ABK. What does that have to do with the state of Xbox and anything Phil is saying right now? This man even mentioned the fact that he's like, well, if I'm still here. <laughs> you know, like he's even thinking, part of, like, oh shit. Part of me, <laughs> part of me feels there, there's one thing that I it's one I wrote it down too when he um he said it at the beginning. Um when he was talking about um the ABK deal. When he first started, he um he alluded to where is it? Oh, it's right here. Uh, he alluded to the fact that with the um the strategy of Activision Blizzard, like the strategy wasn't 
the strat like their strategy isn't was it just to get Activision Blizzard? It's like that wasn't the strategy, but the but getting that uh, acquisition would accelerate what their strategy was. And part of me feels like as much as I don't think Xbox is like going to go anywhere. I do think that there's probably some type of mandate that was around like the the amount of money that it's going to take for Microsoft to be able to maintain and want to maintain Xbox. And I think the ABK deal was going to be a quick resolution to be able to have it fund itself because just those IPs and just Mm -hmm. that um, infusion of revenue that they would get from the mobile side plus what's going on with PC and Blizzard. see how important it was for it that's how important it really was to them. So yes, they do have a money hat when it comes to Microsoft backing them, but who knows that money might've been given to them or basically, you know, awarded to them basically so they can be self-efficient inside of the Microsoft ecosystem, because you cover for a lot of holes when you bring in billions of dollars of revenue every year Activision Blizzard can cover up a lot of mistakes that Microsoft as not Microsoft but Xbox makes as a whole um by just having those things in there. So I found it really interesting when he said that. He was like it you know it wasn't the goal but it will accelerate their goal faster and that just sounds like the ability to be self-sustained on their own and not have to rely um on having to go to Microsoft to get everything. Because well, as of right now, that's kind of how it is. They, if Microsoft's yeah. not funding it and giving them, and I mean, it sounds weird when you say, well, Microsoft owns them, so they, of course they're funding it, but they, they're they funding the division where, you know, like think about it, PlayStation funds itself. Like, yes, it's under Sony, but PlayStation contributes more money to Sony than Sony contributes to itself when it comes to all their other different things. And I think that's where Microsoft kind of want to see Xbox at least get to, so it might be something behind the scenes that we don't know about that is being said behind closed doors. Like, hey, this this is just an infusion of cash just to get you guys up and running where you at. But you got to at some point become self-sufficient on your own. Not saying that we're not going to come out and, you know, back you when we need to. But we're not going to just keep money hat and everything just the money hat. It. And I think Activision Blizzard was kind of their way of solidifying themselves a little bit more. Well, for I've long, you know, speculated and felt, and, and I think I've talked to you guys about this before. Like, if you have, I know, you know, people say, well, Phil convinced, you know, Sachi to, you know, he saved Xbox, and he convinced Sachi to keep Xbox on and the whole night. And a lot of that could be true, but I've always kind of wondered how that conversation went. And I, I kind of, me personally, I, I, we don't know for sure, but I kind of feel that when, when Sachi is saying that he didn't really, he's not a gamer per se, he doesn't really understand the world of gaming, but he understands services he understands what right. it could mean for so i always kind of thought he looked across that field and said you know that little box project you guys been doing for a while is cute but how does it fit what we do right and that's the, the pivot point where it was like how do we turn this platform because in slow-mo you said it a long time ago and we've been saying it you know it's funny how dudes will say well it's not about the console and then they go but then we feel like second class citizens on the console and it's like for a long time now, Xbox has just been the platform. They haven't cared about that box for a long time. Right. And you're seeing that shift and that change that goes into this being the platform. How, and... how long has DVR been broken on the right. Xbox Series consoles? Right. It's, yeah. They, and they what's hilarious spin... about the console, what's hilarious about the console part of it is 
you know, and, and I kind of look at Microsoft as being like a jack of all trades and a master of none when it comes to Xbox in particular. It's like, mm-hmm. who, are we really, who are we really servicing? Like, what goes on? So it's like, well, we listened to the hardcore. They really, they didn't like the fact that we lost the power narrative, the PlayStation. So we really need to play into that. Let's make the most powerful console, right? And then it's like, you, then you went to, before you even had any games that really demonstrated what this thing is supposed to do, you move people on to the next form of hardware. Right. And it's like the monster that eats, eats monsters. And then people got around that. It's like this thing is going to destroy. It's the monster that eats monsters. And then you came with the little cousin, the S. And all of a sudden, all these power dudes, when the little man showed, it was like, that's that, that's the one. It's like, wait a minute, y'all are the power dudes. How you come back to this guy? It's like, again, what is yeah. the what's the direction? What's the message? Is it it's all about PC? Is it about some of the consoles? Is it about maybe some games here, maybe some mobile, maybe some this, maybe some well, that. It's like that yeah. again that's all culture you need to tighten all that part of it up right so with that being said let's you know it's a lot of stuff to just dial back we'll be talking about this over the course of the next weeks and months you know especially oh, yeah, until, a lot <laughs> yeah especially until we get to you know the xbox showcase which is um a whole nother can of worms that we're gonna um have to deal with over the course of the next couple of months but with that being said i do want to get to the last topic just talking about what is the expectation and how much how much pressure is going to be put on a game like Starfield due to all of the stuff that's been happening over the course of the last 3 weeks with the with the blocking of the CMA with Redfall coming out with the I mean with Phil Spencer coming out saying the things that he said about you know other platforms and where their place is inside that ecosystem how much pressure is actually going to be on Todd Howard and Starfield and at this showcase that's coming up next month um floors open to anybody they can't skip leg day <laughs> Starfield cannot skip leg day that joker got a lot of to live there's a lot of pressure on starfield and i think it's, yeah. it's uh i feel bad for the people that you know that work at bgs because i mean before it used to be you know you'll you'll make a uh a, a fallout you'll make a elder scrolls game and sure it's buggy Sure, it it, it it performs horribly, and sure the faces look terrible and, and 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 all that stuff. But you know, when it comes down to it, you got your community that loves that game, and you got your community that rocks with it. You got your your PC community that's going to make mods that are going to fix everything and then add new stuff. And you you you're going to drop a game that you know you have a built-in community base that's going to support it and buffer it, and everything's going to be great. And now midway through development now you got now this needs to be the one halo couldn't be the one now it's gotta be you in this game to prop up an entire platform and and compare and and be competing against legend of zelda tears of the kingdom (laughs) spider-man 2 hogwarts legacy you know you're now competing against the best games that have come out this year and that's a lot of added pressure. And potentially, like even though Phil, he alluded to this, he said that they got to Starfield a little bit earlier and been paying attention to Starfield. So now you're like, you're trying to implement features of the console that you didn't care about in pre-production, but now you got to care about these things. You know, there's a lot going on to that and, and a lot of pressure and crunch and extreme crunch and you know stuff that developers don't care to be having to deal with in the first place 
It's a lot of pressure there, man. But it's just not just them. It's on everyone. It's all of them. Like, if you're freaking compulsion games, you still haven't shown your game yet. The longer you don't show your game, the more pressure there is for you to finally show it. You got acquired in 2018. And five years later, you still ain't shown a game yet? That thing better look fire. It better blow my mind when you finally show it. Because if it looks like Redfall, people are going to be highly upset. Everyone's got that pressure. Fable. You just, you showed us a teaser trailer of some fairy getting ate, ate by a frog. I want to see kicking chickens. Okay? <laughs> I want to see Fable. You better be showing me some good Fable out here, right? And and look, look, I, I, I've talked to a few people that said that Fable looks great. I hope it looks great. I can't wait to see it, you know? But it's got to live up to expectations. And these these are the same pressures that the other platforms deal with Nintendo did, never showed us Metroid Prime 4. It didn't live up to expectations. They canceled that thing, gave it back to Retro. Apologize to everybody. Sorry, we made mistakes. The people we gave that to, they trash. But we mm. gave it back to the Metro to the, the real Metro Metroid Prime people. It's gonna come. Knights of the Old Republic. They gave that game to Aspire, a port studio for mobile games. They showed that first build. You know what, Aspire? We appreciate the effort that you gave us, but we're going to need you to just not do anything else. How about you just stop all production right now? Just stop everything, and, and we're going to go in a completely different direction. My way, Sumo Digital's working with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Call Sumo Digital up because, yeah, they're now the main developer because you suck and we're, we're not going to have you do this any further. Like, I'm pretty sure they don't say it like that. I think I'm, I prefer, I think I prefer if we got radio silence until we saw something that was ready. Personal opinion. I know that the pressure is still there, mm-hmm. but I just, I feel like at this point, with the state of AAA gaming and just gaming in general, right? Let, let's just. Let's all take a step back and let's just give you guys, you know, some breathing room or whatever and just, you know, show it when it's ready. That to me, that's more important because, you know, when we have games that are shown when they're ready, we have so much gameplay. They're so confident and review embargoes aren't two hours before the game launches, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like. We, we, well, we need that I, kind of confidence back. I mean, I, I agree with that. I'm not telling them to show us something that isn't ready, but yeah, yeah. like they like I'm not telling them to go do a Watch Dogs one or the Division one where they showed a vertical slice of stuff that they didn't know whether it could actually be possible on the current platform. It turned out it wasn't. So people, when they finally got the final product, people were disappointed. I'm not telling them to do one of those deals, but I'm talking like when this is ready and then clearly like when it comes to like say fable, like maybe playground games doesn't feel that way, but Matt Booty felt it was ready. So it's just like, if you feel it's ready, show it off. But like the pressure is absolutely there for their games to level up in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, people are waiting for them to compete on a different level and to, to blow their, 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 their mind away. Like, this is what I bought my Xbox for kind of feeling. And 
I don't think they quite have that yet right now. No, I don't think they have. And I think that there's too many things in, in the oven cooking. The problem is that, you know, you can only really promise so much before people start to get impatient, right? Because if, if you know, I, I mean, I don't have a Series X, you know, and I would like to get a Series S. I play most of my, uh, you know, Xbox games on the PC. But to, what's it called? To have the promise of something coming along and say, yeah, this is really going to challenge expectations. This is really going to push things forward. And then it's like the year after that and the year after that. And, you know, obviously nobody expected the pandemic to, to come into early access. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, outside of that, I mean, we're, we're several years or at least we're a year outside of that now out of the, the mainstay thing. It, it's like, we have to, we have to have something. And it's like, you can't keep showing us things or you can't keep announcing stuff and then saying, oh, yeah, it'll it'll be here. And then, you know, same thing like Metro Prime. Like that thing was announced almost six years ago, seven years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Like at what at what point is is it just promises and promises and promises? Because, you know, Phil knows we all know the Internet knows like you, you can't keep saying, yeah, contraband's coming. Yeah, this game's coming. This game's coming. We're going to deliver great games. And it's like, bro, you know, it's been it's been four years, all three years. It's going on the fourth year here shortly. I say shortly as we have seven months left in the month. <laughs> but I mean, if if what's actually slated is slated and, and concrete, which is what? Starfield? Yeah. That's, right. That's, Starfield for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then what? 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 For else? Now. Yeah. For now. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that could change, you know, you know did, by he, July, but for now, yeah, he did go over the whole thing, the whole thing about what it takes to delay a game, and you know, Starfield falls in that category. They definitely should. Yeah, so. yeah. Although yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they they they're delaying Starfield. I, I, yeah. I think that's a yeah. But I'm I'm but saying see, like if we have Starfield coming out. Sorry for no, if we have no, Starfield no, 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 coming out, and that's the only thing coming out slated concretely. It's going to be four years before we get the promise of a big game, right? Like, we're actually going to get reward for the promises of a big game. Because, you know, while Starfield is actually the big game, it's not the other big games that they're promising, right? Because they mm-hmm. launched what they they announced, not launched, they announced and teased like seven or eight games several years, you know, several years ago, yes. you know? And it's like, if we get those games in 2025, 2026, right? what else do we have to look forward to if those even come out 2025, 2026. But right now all we have is Starfield and that was already promised. So we're actually really just cashing in on what was already promised. What else? What about the other 90% of the slate? And if you guys don't give us that in the next year or two years, I I mean, it's going to be really, really tough to keep, keep saying like, keep waiting guys, keep waiting. The series X is going to pay off. Series X is not a cheap investment. That was 499, my boy. You know what I mean? I, I also think they cannot do uh, the approach they did last year with their their June showcase where they only show what was supposed to come out for the next 12 months. I think uh, that turned out to be a, the, I, I wouldn't say a disaster, but it definitely, it, it was not well received when they did it because people had expectations of things much grander. Mm-hmm. And also uh, the majority of your own games didn't meet didn't come out in that window so just don't do that again just you know if you 
follow the, the typical schedule of give you a teaser trailer or we announce it, we re- reveal the game. The next time you show it, you show it with gameplay. The next time you show it, it's 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 you know, you're doing a build up. Hey, let's deep dive into these systems, the skill trees, the weapons, the story, the blah 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 blah. Then you release the game. You know, like I it, I I I'm not saying that's easy at all. I'm not I know I mm-hmm. said it like it might be easy, but it's not easy, clearly. Yeah, but of course. Right. But like at some point, you need to be getting these games to that point where you, you can be showing this gameplay of the games that we're 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 going to see. And I, I think for like that that Avalanche Studios game, Contraband, mm-hmm. they probably yeah, could have yeah. just held that off. Like, cause I don't I still don't know what that is. They showed right. a 30 second trailer. Does. Of a garage, and I'm just like, yeah, what? Uh, sorry, I'm gonna answer something in chat. A pixel slap, like, then you say you don't have an Xbox Series X. I don't, I don't have a Series X, but what I'm saying is that that's one that's not a cheap investment. And if you made it a $4.99 investment to play what Starfield, like, I know a lot of people are going to do that, but like, if you genuinely make a $4.99 investment to play Starfield later this year, if it's coming out later this year, right? As far as I know, I believe that it's coming out later this year. Uh, yeah, if you made that investment in 2020, then what do you got, bro? Like, genuinely, what do you have, right? Like, if you keep getting promises over and over again, and, and you know, it's this is not like a, a new take. This is a lukewarm take. Microsoft keeps promising stuff. But, like, you know, what do you have? And, if right. again, if you don't launch, if you don't launch stuff in the next two years, well, you know, let's say 10 games, you announce 10 games. It's a nice, easy, concrete, a nice, easy round number, right? If you, if you, tease 10 whole games and you don't launch them within the next couple years then that interest is going to to dwindle very quickly if it already hasn't right because i i mean we've talked about this on the show plenty of times like hey what's the window for fable what's the window for this game and i'm like you know from what they're hiring looks like i mean it looks like two years out and that was a year ago so if it doesn't come out next year then i'm gonna be like dang bro 2025 fable and i've already said this like i think fable's coming out 2025 you know i think it's going to come out early 2025 or late 2024 but if we don't hear anything about it within the next year um i mean it's going to look kind of tough right yeah and that's that's one of the things that i always mention when we talk about these shows is that i I don't need the teaser trailer especially if the game is going to be three or four years out I, i would much rather you show me the game when it's ready show me the gameplay and if it's a year, you know, year out, year and a half out, I'm cool with that. But to to straggle me along, you know what I mean? They showed Fable like four or five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, where is it? Mm-hmm. Why why, yeah. why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Like, uh, when, when they showed us that, I mentioned it then. We didn't need that trailer. We, we didn't need the teacher trailer. If they just wanted to announce that Fable was in development, they could have did that without that. Yeah, they could have used a screen, uh, a JPEG. You say, hey, like, Fables. <clears> they could have did what Obsidian yeah. did. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and they've they've done that over the years where we, we w- what is Everwild? Like, what is Rare doing with that game? The they showed us the this. game twice, and we haven't had any updates of what the game actually is, what we should expect from the game, when it's even coming out. You know what I mean? So, like, things like that. Is, is something I, I don't need to get me hyped up mm. about gaming. You know what I mean? I, I would much rather you show me a game when it's when it's about to come out. Give me give me hyped up, you know what I mean, a year out. Have, you know, something to look forward to 
and then when it releases, you know, we we pick it up and play. But but this elongated, you know, build up to the game. We're we're waiting three years, four years, five years. You know, what I mean, we're gonna it's gonna be an intergeneration. We're gonna be looking to get new consoles in the next two years. You know, what I mean, is is what I'm thinking. You know, what I mean, we'll have those rumbles of you know new consoles coming out, and you know they haven't delivered on the games that they announced already. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that goes <laughs> back to what uh, what Delhi was saying about the pipeline, you know, and making sure that you got people that are in place to make sure that that content is flowing, and that you know studios, communication studios are getting the the resources and help that they need in a timely manner, and not like you find out too late that this game is not going to be 60 frames per second, but you know, now it's like the game's going to be launched without it because this is information that you didn't know at a time when it would have been beneficial to make sure it would be ready by launch. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah. like, I, I, I still kind of lean on the fact that like, it, it I'm, 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 I'll be on the Island by myself with this, but like you may need to get a Steve Kerr. You might need to go put Mark <laughs> oh, Jackson on the bench and get Steve Kerr to take you to the promised land. Thank you, Mark. You got us into the playoffs three years in a row, and we and we never we haven't made the playoffs in two decades. We appreciate you for that. That's it. Steve Kerr is gonna get us four championships. Wasn't he drafted all the players too? Sure did. Drafted all the players. Mark Jackson drafted all the players. The, he 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 had the blueprint. Except he when it. he went into the playoffs and he couldn't coach worth a lick against the mother coaches. That's where Steve Curry I will came. I will say that Steph Curry did have bum ankles during his <laughs> tenure. He did. I mean, we we getting into the weeds. Those analogy. You getting listen, into the micro. No, man. no, but listen, those ankles <laughs> got a lot better with Steve Curry got there. Let's be real. <laughs> because I'm those ankles saying, were real flat. I'm just saying, ain't no Warriors fans, you know, crying for Mark Jackson right now. They like, thank you, Steve. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we appreciate you, Steve. So, look, I feel like you, Steph Curry, and your your ankles still standing up. (laughs) Look, (laughs) I'm saying, I think that they they could look at potentially putting someone at the same level as Phil if you don't want to look like, like, Phil's great at acquisition stuff and building relationships and things that we think i don't know what happened with square enix but like put someone on the constant side of things work with matt booty or maybe replace matt booty who who the heck knows something has to be fixed in regards to this kind of stuff so that the issues that happen with redfall don't happen anymore you know we we just don't see these issues happening as frequently as they do on other platforms as they do for 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 xbox so yeah but, yeah, you know, just, Matt, just you, fix the problem, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I was saying, you know, Mav, there there really isn't any reason not to believe uh Phil Spencer. Like, I I'm you know, I think he's a great person. I think he's absolutely charismatic, hilarious, genuine, and I think he really really cares about the brand. And of course, you know, I think he's made a lot of leeway with the brand itself, too, pulling it out of a hole. Um yeah. But there's a lot of work to be done, you know, and I'm glad that he recognizes. I'm glad that 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 conversation has been slid across his uh, his desk. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, if, if Starfield is genuinely concrete and it's coming out this year, which again, I believe, I believe it to be, you know, I don't think the deadline could be moved anymore. If it comes out this year, then yeah, this is great. And we'll, we'll revisit and we'll have this conversation again. Like, Hey, you know, is there 2023? All right. And then we'll have the same conversation next year when they give us a roadmap or if they give us another roadmap. Right. Cause I think the 12 month thing that he said, I think that that was information that, um, at the time, Todd Howard, Pete Hines and everybody gave him. And they said, yeah, this, this can definitely launch in 12 months. And then, of course, we found out that with Redfall, like that information that they had that they gave uh, wasn't uh, really indicative of uh, the, the actual state of the game. And then, you know, when you promise something that big, because, you know, you Phil put all of his trust and faith into into his studios, into his, his into his, you know, cohorts and peers. And then next thing you know, you find out that, you know, Todd Howard or Pete Hines comes up and says, yo, uh, you remember what we told you about shipping 12 months ago? Yeah, like, it's not looking too hot. You know, <laughs> Phil's already came out and said what he said. He can't take it back, right. you know. So maybe hopefully he has, you know, he does a little bit more studio visits. He has a little bit more concrete information. And, you know, he holds these studios accountable. And he has those stern talks with those those managers, with those production people that says hey we we can't have this uh we can't have this issue again because it's not you know it's not it it can't happen it shouldn't happen but but i mean is that really phil's job that should be pete it's not Phil's job you know what i mean somebody somebody's gotta be doing number five and 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 on the xbox game studio side matt booty's position at this point and it's like of course well matt booty needs to get behind phil and help him out because phil is taking all of the flack right now true True. Yeah, he's taking yeah. all of it. And, and I and and the last thing, I just think that I feel like with Phil, now that he's come out and said all these things, I feel like the scrutiny is going to be even more severe if if Xbox and Microsoft or Xbox in general keeps going in this direction. So I think now you have a. It's like Phil Spencer always has the interviews where you have these focal points of things that he say. I think this is the one that's going to stick the longest because he pretty much admitted everything that's going on with the company and, and all the failings and why they're failing and how they're not able to compete. And he said they need to do better. And he said that's not on he said that's not on Sony, that's not on Nintendo, that's on Xbox, that's on Microsoft, that's on them. So now the question is what are you going to do to fix it? And that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. But um, with that I being said, th- I ahead. think that's why the, the pressure isn't as bad on on Starfield uh, than it I is. I think it's on, a Microsoft uh, pressure. It's not. It's not yeah, a Starfield. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think Starfield. I think I don't think Starfield has any pressure. Yeah, at all that's why I, I don't either. I think it's going to come out fine. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I think the pressure is more on the showcase and more on Microsoft to show and prove that they can deliver quality content and, and yep. not specifically on Starfield. Yep, I agree with that. I think if um, Starfield may be the next game that brings the brunt of what the Metacritic score and all of the, uh, what everybody talks about, but I don't think X is not going to make or break Xbox. What's going to make or break Xbox is if Xbox doesn't do what they need to do to start bringing more people into the ecosystem and giving people more games to play and start talking about these games that they've been talking about since 2017. And I think that's, that starts this June. And we always say they can't, they can't hold back. They gotta, 
They got to let it all cut out. Just don't do stupid things like announce stuff that's coming in the next 12 months and then it don't happen. And don't even use the word 12 months anymore. So I think with that, it's um, that's pretty much the blueprint that they need to follow. But guys, amazing show. Absolutely um, awesome show. Yeah, awesome show. And um, first of all, I appreciate the over 63 people that showed up to the show. Um, really, really appreciate you guys. The chat was uh, very civil for the type of conversations we were having. Really appreciate all that. And um, with everything, you know, uh, please just hit the like button. If you want to hit the join button to become a 10 percenter, that's also great, too. Um, we always have fun over here on the DPS channel. Um, but with that being said, I do want to get our guest up out here because we are coming up on the midnight hour. First, the homie Delhi. Please, brother, I appreciate you for always coming through, man. Your knowledge and game development and everything is always amazing. And I cannot ask for a better friend to be in this community, man. So will you please tell everybody where they can find you and what's going on with you? Yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, thank you for having me back on DPS. You and, and, and Mo are absolutely fantastic hosts. And, and of course, it's always nice to be able to hang out with B-Money and Eric again. Uh, and of course, be able to answer and, and, and talk and chill with anybody in chat. So that's a whole lot of fun. My name is Deli. I'm a AAA game developer, formerly at Ubisoft, formerly at Microsoft. Um, and I mean, I'm working on something down the road, but I, I'm not going to be too quick to announce just quite yet. So hopefully, I'll fingers crossed, uh, I'll be able to announce it sometime this month. Uh, and I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. And if I'm able to actually announce it, then uh, I think some of the things I said tonight are going to come true. So let's uh -oh. just hope that uh, let's hope nice. that things go well. Uh oh. Uh, so, yeah. So I really appreciate it again. I really, really appreciate everything and everybody. Um, so, yeah, just hang speculate? out with me on Twitter. Hang out. Yeah, go ahead. Hang out know, on Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> wait till after the stream to speculate. I'll, I'll, I'll right. wait till later. I don't want to I don't yeah. want to ruin anything. And yeah. And Yep, and please uh, follow Agent Deli on Twitter. Just put all this stuff in the um, in the in the um, the chat. So if, make sure if you I miss if I missed any questions or anything, like please, uh, uh, you know, please uh, send it to me on Twitter because I love interacting with you guys, and it's a blessing every single day to be able to do so. Yep, appreciate you, bro. Next, the man with the beautiful beard, the man that um, is always. He's not the one that ducks people to play games. You know, that's 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 left for another person on another occasion. But uh, B Money, really appreciate you coming through, man. Um, BB knowing everything. Um, we ain't going to. This is actually probably the first show we did where we didn't get some type of juicy tidbit out of you. Do you, Is there anything that you want to throw out there in the ether that we could be looking forward to from any of these platforms in the future, sir? Yeah, uh, Mr. B, B knowing stuff. 101. <laughs> and let people know where they can find you at too on top of that. Yeah, I po I posted a little something on Twitter earlier today. Uh not not too crazy, but uh you know, if if what I'm hearing uh is is true, then uh you know, the the long awaited Sony news, PlayStation news will be coming pretty soon and and people Finally. should be pretty excited about that. So um definitely it's looking forward to that. Year. And uh <laughs> You know, if I, if I get a, a few more tidbits, I'll definitely sprinkle those on Twitter. So you can definitely look out for that. But you can follow me everywhere. Same name. Uh, Be Money 101. Um, you can find me on, on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, all all, this, all those great places. Uh, we got to do Battlefield, name. man. We got to do Battlefield, man. I know we keep saying it, but it's like, you, you look, just tell me when and I'm there. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. Yeah, I've definitely been on Battlefield, man. Yeah, tell me when you're over there, bro. I'm over there with you. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's been a great time. I'm, I'm loving what what Vince and, and the team have done to kind of revitalize what Battlefield is, and um, the, the future is looking bright. Uh, you know, for Battlefield and and just uh, you know, respawn in general. They're they're doing a lot of great things over there. So, uh, salute to them. Uh, it was great conversation tonight with uh, some great fellas. So, appreciate you guys having me, and uh, I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Um, once again, his stuff is in the in the um, chat to so follow him too. Um, Eric Jackson, the voice of reason, man. We, yo, man, we gotta get you, we gotta get you out of Florida, man. We gotta get you out of there. It's getting <laughs> toxic down there, bro. But, uh, bro. please let everybody know where they can find you. Once again, another, um, amazing, um, a guest that we always have on this show. You guys are amazing. And I can't wait to have you guys back again. Let everybody know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks again for having me. Great show. Great panel. Love chopping it up with you guys. Uh, uh, great chat. Everybody kept it popping tonight, man. Good questions, good back and forth. Everybody kept it pretty pretty civil, which is cool, but I wouldn't expect anything less on the DPS podcast. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, you can find me on Twitter, EC Jackson with an X, just putting out stupid, goofy tweets, trying to make people laugh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, but yeah. And EC Jackson everywhere else, you know, PlayStation, Xbox. I don't know the serial code number for my Switch. It's um, on. <laughs> Not that I even, put, you don't even play multiplayer on that thing anyway. It don't really matter. But you know. <laughs> basically, just, yeah. just just look and see how many hours people have played games. That's yeah, that's it. pretty much yeah, it. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Just a, vo- a voyeur console, you know. Right. So, uh, but yeah, no, but thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it for real. And um, before I go into our last person, I do want to read off the member chats, and I'm going to give my amazing co-host a chance to pull his up. I'm already um, there. Bam, I beat oh, you. Bam. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? <laughs> there it is then. So you know what? The amazing co-host, the man, the myth, the man, the man, the many legends, he actually put a video out today. Please go check that video out because he was on fire, and I really appreciate his candidates and his um amazing opinion on what happened and what he please thinks is going watch on it with, with an open mind okay yeah please open don't mind. get don't get mad because the man might hurt your feelings or something like that it's okay it's just plastic but uh um, right right yeah i slow-mo as always man you bring uh an amazing uh viewpoint to everything that we talk about in these um these podcasts and i love doing this with you 131 episodes in still going and i appreciate you so please let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on next, and read off your channel members to everybody. Um, I'm probably going to drop a, a follow-up video now that I got the, uh, the got upload the video bug. So uh, you might see another one this weekend. It all it all depends on scheduling and my time and scheduling with kids, family, all that other good stuff. If not, you'll see me on lunchtime with slow-mo. We'll be chopping up as usual. But I want to thank our three guests because you guys are awesome and i love you guys i'm glad that you guys were here with us to have this awesome show i appreciate your opinions and your uh your 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 intellect you know your intellectuals you know more than people who are smart you know smart people um memberships uh shout out to the 10 percenters we appreciate you guys love the fact that you guys support us in this way uh i have on my side rk4247 donnell brown captain crunch Neil S, Jeff B Gaming, Percolator 9000, Steve Harlow, East Texas, East Texas, Alex, Franco Tech, John E, Dexflex 27, John John the Don, Bay Babe, Dragonheart Yobi, Enrique, Hargi Shanique, True Serum, Erodimus, Ramon Terrell, Homie One Kenobi, 
Gaming Forte, Corey Hale, Stardust Acero, and that guy, Smitty. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Shout out to you guys. Really appreciate you supporting us this way. And for myself, it's Gaming Forte. You're already on the channel. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Always having a great time over here. We will see you guys for episode 132 on Slowmo's channel next week. It's going to be a good time over there. And for the members over here, we got the homie Gregor Von Doom, Texas Lean, Truth Serum, Big Matt Mo, Ducky, Deathflex27, Dragonheart Yobi, Stardust Acero, Ramon Terrell, Hargi Chani, Brat, Basement Radio Arcade Podcast, Corey Hale, Erotimus, Slomo Backslap, DJ Oris, and that guy Smitty. Once again, appreciate you guys and appreciate all 63 people that showed up to the show today. With that, enjoy your weekend, play some games, and um, don't worry about what other people say about the platforms you play on. Just if you like it, keep playing on it. Have a good weekend, guys. Uh, Spell Pepsi Forte. P E P I S. <laughs>